Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Having to Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, Robin and I were joined by Will. Will is a LARPer and a player in the Empire LARP system in the UK. Will's character is currently in the Nation of the League. We talk about the League, we talk about the group in which Will's character is a part of, the Crimson Reapers. If you're watching us on YouTube, remember to give us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on your favorite audio platform, give us a nice review and that will help people find us. And with all that out of the way, let's get into the conversation with Will. The other day I opened up like the wardrobe with the LARP stuff in it. I saw all this rusty armor and all this kit that I'd been touched. And I was like, I'm just going to shut the doors and walk away from that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine with the with the long dark, a lot of our kit, like the two years through COVID, or the longest dark, as the people refer to it, Empire. Everyone put their kit away before 84, had a bit, and they're like, yeah, I'll get it out sorted. And then COVID hit, and then no Empire. And they're like, okay, it's fine. Everything's where it is. And the year goes by, and they're like, Cool, Empire. No, no, Empire 2021. Right, okay. <laughs> it comes around and they're like, right, let's get our kit out. Oh my God. Yeah, it smells like real stale smoke and beer because no one's washed anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I'm forgetting that. Like people that have obviously gone through the, the longest dark with that. So like, how long have you been in Empire itself? So I've been, I got dragged along to Empire fairly recently so i start I think my first game was e1 2018 oh nice <laughs> um I, I knew about empire for quite a while and these big festival ups um because my background is historical reenactment all oh, right yeah okay. uh-huh. Interesting. so i started off uh doing iron age roman reenactment and then gone and done hema so historical european martial arts with taunton longswords uh-huh. um who are massively progressive in uh-huh. in um the way that they teach um and the way that the clubs run as well mm-hmm. so i think they were one of the first clubs to be 50 50 male female in hema which is pretty much really? unheard of okay uh, you have everyone from your general builder which is what i used to be to um doctors and historians and your people who work at whatever abbey and mm-hmm. you know so you've got lots of different people there and which is normally a very male-dominated sport. Yeah, this is very even. Yeah, um, even down to the way the techniques. So, like teaching something, you have a male teacher. And they're like, right, so you're gonna strike like this, and they realize, oh no, you usually bring elbows in. Oh no, women can't do that. How do I adapt this so women are able to do it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're very, very good at that. So I came from that, yeah. and then a friend of mine from there, um, she was like, right, you've got to come do this LARP thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, and then she was like, right, come for, come, come play DC, uh, the Money the Chronicles down in Devon. Okay. Uh, which hey. is, it's been running for about 30 years. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, pretty much all at one site. I think it's been at one site for 28 years, yeah. 27 years. Yeah. Okay. What kind of size is that? That, that lot? They have a hundred, about a hundred, well, I think their big events have about a hundred players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the crew... It's like free to crew and more people crew than play because yeah. basically the only way of getting a ticket to play is by crewing and yeah. um, because of the size of it and stuff like that. So we, yeah. we can have anything from like 100 on a small event crew to 250, 300 crew. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, like a big event. Um, and what was great about that one is I didn't need any kit. I just turned up crude and they've got um, a big crew shed with like boxes and boxes and boxes of kits. They've got like oh, a box of tunics, a box of bad tunics, a box of good tunics, a box of fine tunics. And you're like, all right, cool. Um, and then you've got Leo and that's going to kick me. I don't know what his name is. I've completely forgotten. Leo <laughs> I'll, and... I'll edit it in after. <laughs> It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, but they, they, they run all the... They do all of the makeup and photography for the event. So they'll turn up and they'll be like, oh, you're going to be playing uh, Tuatha Danonyu. Their makeup is this. And they know. Like, they've got a book and they go through it and they're like, cool, is this. And they're like, you walk up oh. and like, paint your face. And then they go, right, you're going in there. Grab this, this, and this. And like, all right, cool. And then you go into the, the next tent and they're like, well, here's all the weapons. Um, you're going to be using these weapons. And they've got like barrels and barrels and barrels of weapons. So you're talking wow. everything from like, I think they've got like three, 400 spears, shields, um, a couple hundred like swords. And they've got like stab safe swords as well. So like the ends collapse. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Compressible ends and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And, um, and then I think they were one of the first events to actually have stab safe swords. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then they've got loads of shields and, and then they've got like bronze weapons as well as, as well as iron oh, weapons because wow. the way the system works. Um, and they've got like, some magic stuff and they've got some dark things like a giant spade and a giant war spoon and, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, because the whole thing basically comes from pre Christian mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think I enjoyed it so much because I really love my mythology. I love storytelling. And yeah. this was a system that just told stories and I got to be the monsters in the stories. Yeah. So, um, so was that was that a big leap or was that something that you said you're interested? Was it a big leap going from something like reenactment? And I'm, I'm only assuming with reenactment because I've only ever seen it, not done it. Was that a big leap going from, oh, we're, we're doing this sort of scripted thing to then I'm going to pretend to be a fantasy character? So I want to say not to start with, I think if I jump from reenactment to Empire immediately, it would be a big jump yeah. Yeah. because take Empire, the League is very Renaissance. It's very German and Italian, except the actual Renaissance, uh, it didn't have that colour. It didn't have that colour. And you wouldn't put those things together because of whatever. Uh, right. And as a reenactor, that's all things you're thinking about yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, like you can't have purple. Purple's only produced by this one little ocean critter, and, and then you got pulled the play, and then you only make like this much purple. So having purple is really expensive. Yeah. Well, Empire's like, I want to wear purple, so I'm gonna wear purple. That's, um, that's that's so interesting because like we 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 came in via like cosplay and that, so we 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 had the opposite. We're totally used to having. World of seeing World of Warcraft style pauldrons that, you, that are not practical whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, it doesn't matter to us if we're like, oh, if anything, Empire is like toned down fantasy, way down, way down. Yeah, so I think jumping into uh, DC, as it's commonly known, mm-hmm. um, helps because it DC is period. It's pre-Christian mythology, and therefore everyone's kit is a bit more reenactment standard. Yeah. Like, okay. They are using correct colouring. They are using more of that element because the idea being these people live in this realm and even though it's a fantasy realm, they know what these people know yeah. Okay. From a historical background. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, quite quite smart, actually. Yeah, having that historical accuracy 
with the sort of fantasy element as well yeah. that's I, I like that it's quite smart, exactly actually. and a lot of a lot of larpers will look at dc and be like oh my god the kit standards are so high they expect really high kit standards from everyone it's really expensive to get into it's not it, you just have to do a bit of research or you've got to actually talk to someone and be like i want to play a viking okay you can play a viking not a problem i want to play a viking that wears bright purple mm, can't do that you know what i mean like, oh, I will wear a Viking, play a Viking that wears reds and browns. Mm -hmm. More than feasible. Well done, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, all the black leather armor you see everywhere. No, you don't have that at, at DC. It's, mm -hmm. it's It just doesn't fit the bill. Yeah. But at yeah. least it uh, sounds like they have that way of accessing it, as in you go, yeah. you can go and try it out, you know, try before exactly. you buy type thing, you know? Um, and, and effectively, it is so difficult to get a ticket there. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people want to play it, and there's yeah. so few tickets, it um, crewing's the best way, and then crewing learns the system and learns the ethos, and then yeah. gets into the game. Um, but before I talk about too much of that system, I got into I got into Empire because of that system. Uh -huh. A friend right, of mine yeah. went, "Do you want to come and help me trade? Because I make leather armor, and I go trade at Empire. Do you want to just help me sell some armor oh. at Empire, and then you can kind of see what Empire does, and I'll pay for your ticket." And then you can have a go, and I'm like, "Yeah, all right, why not? Why not? The like, first taste is what? free, my friend." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we turn we turn up to Empire. We set up as ten. We set up a load of the other things. So I like my Empire experience and my Empire knowledge really came from the traders, um, which is again something completely different to what most people get into it from. Because yeah. I go along and I'm like, "Oh, I'll go see." Caroline Graham, uh, Caroline Graham from like Craftigan, or I'll go see uh, McSkelly from you know who does all the leather work. Yeah. Or yeah. I'll see um, Dash Shock because I know them as well, and or Light Armories, like Mike from Light Armories, he's a really good guy. Oh, like, yeah, go yeah. yeah we've got loads of his stuff actually. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. so many. <laughs> um, and like, so I went in through that, and then I enjoyed the game, and I went, nah, I'll tell you what, I'll come back. Yeah, I'll buy a ticket, I'll come back, and then. I'll, yeah, I'll do that again, and then he thought, "Well, I've already bought my ticket, so there you go. I'm, I'm here." Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so was, when you went that that first time, then were you did did you join the league then or? Uh yes. Yeah, so I went right. I'll go league. I will. I haven't got any kit for this. Right, guys, you're my mates, traders. Can you throw me some random kit out of your random boxes of stuff you're not gonna sell? Yeah. And they went, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. Nice. Um. Here you go. Here's some stuff, yeah. and now you're vaguely league, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I went off and kind of worked out how the game worked. I mean, the traders kind of explained it to me a bit because they've been playing a long time, they've played the system, and they've not played. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they gave me a rough idea of what was going on. Yeah. Like, okay. And then I went along and went. Yeah, I really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting like hearing it from that side actually because it's something I've said to quite a few people if they are struggling for different things you know the traders are amazing to speak to because the traders obviously from an outsider looking in seem to have a real good grasp on the system so it's quite interesting so, obviously yeah hearing So most that. of the traders have played either played Empire or have played yeah. other systems um so I know Phil the blacksmith he makes like some knives and does like the stands yeah. and the torch stands and stuff like that. His stuff's always really good. His stuff's nice. <laughs> I think he plays like Lorian Trust or CP yeah. and then came across. Hmm. Um, I know that Graham and Caroline that played DC, they played Lorian Trust, they played CP. Um, 
the you know the, the played empire when it was right at the beginning and they were part of the butcher's guild and all this and then they went more into trading yeah um so for me it was like right okay i've got this kind of background knowledge of what's going on and then got thrown in um and luckily i came across a good friend of mine james who i knew from the other system i play um and i just bumped into the field and we went oh hang on a minute what are you doing here no you're what are you doing here <laughs> oh okay um and we both happened to be like leak and we both happened to be like right okay let's just go try and work out what's happening um and yeah that's kind of yeah. what happened yeah um i mean the, 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 the thing with empire is that we say oh yeah you know there's all these other systems and then empire's got thousands of people well these thousands of people have to come from the lot community right so yeah. it's it's yeah. no surprise that people that there's a massive crossover um between them so you like you alluded to before when you were talking about your interest in history that why you kind of chose the league is there anything else about the league that you went did you just look at it and go oh that's kind of the one that I could like the look of and I'll give that a try <laughs> or did you read the brief and go ooh ooh so before going to my first ever empire I didn't read anything hmm. I literally <laughs> went yeah I'm gonna help my mate to trade which um, I recommend um, by the way you know it's, it's a cool yeah. way to start you know? yeah um, it can be very overbearing for a lot of people hmm. because there is so much going on and even though I didn't read anything I kind of went right mates um <laughs> what's going on and what do I actually need to know and they went right we need to know this is how the money works and you can buy fake booze or real booze for fake money and you can buy other fake things for fake money and and, and money and I went all right okay that's yeah I quite like that yeah and they went yeah you want to join the league we'll find some kit for you um and that's basically why I ended up in the league um because yeah. I had a slight interest in finances, and <laughs> I mean that 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 that, that checks actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like money into the league. But it's an important yeah. it's an important part of the league, though, right? It is a huge part of the league. Mm. Um, mixed in with uh, politics and intrigue, gossip and finery, and just being. It's like being noble without having to be noble. Like we're all merchants. We all make money. We all do things and we make sure the world keeps running. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we may not be the big fighters of the empire, but we will fund them. <laughs> yes. I mean, without the funding, the fighters can't really go do any fighting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you look at military council and they're always like, we never have enough funding. And everyone goes, well, where are we going to get this funding from? Well, well, and they're like, well, League will pay for it. And we're like, well, hang on a minute. Like, we've got a lot going on at the moment. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so my early game was that. And then I got dragged into a um, meeting with the Crimson Reapers of Cartel. Right, the Crimson uh, Reapers. So the, this, we're going to have to put a highlight on this because this, the Crimson Reapers, I've heard this name so many times and I've yeah. I've, I've kind of wanted to ask a few people I actually wanted to ask on the podcast. Like, So, yeah, go so, for so who who are the Crimson Reapers? Because the people seem to name drop them all the time when they're talking about <laughs> Empire. So. so the Crimson Reaper cartel are a large mercenary company based out of Temeshwar in the League. Mm -hmm. okay. um, they do have, so their HQ is Temeshwar, but they have offices all over the Empire um or like safe houses or whatever you want to call them like yeah. basically homes when yeah. you turn up and uh -huh. like, oh we're fighting wherever so we've got a house in, in wintermark oh we're fighting with the dornish all right we've got a house in dawn yeah. okay um yeah. and but yeah effectively we're a large mercenary company that um fights for whoever gets whoever pays us yeah um we are the largest 
mercenary company in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a very large and scary winter coven. We do lots of big, nasty rituals and curses and all sorts. So for those who were at uh, battles over the last year, um, the mass weaknesses that were provided on the battlefields, yeah, that was us. Oh, nice. Well, thank you for oh. that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, we turn up able to put a body. I think we are now able to cast four a weekend or eight a weekend or something ridiculous. Oh, that's weakness, oh. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, um, they're good for pushing through those breaches, you know, when they've got yeah tons of strike down, especially as a frontline fighter myself, when it's a pain in the ass just walking into a wall that just strikes you down like constantly, you know? Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, a mass weakness is a 30-foot cone effect. So basically you imbue a body with it, you push them to the front and they go, yeah, I'm going to release this now and it hits a 30-foot cone in front of them. Mm-hmm. of of mass weakness uh which causes the same effect of, of as weakness yeah, so, effectively yeah so weaknesses you can't they can't use any any abilities right they don't yeah 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 so um so like we're able to do that we've got a number of the winter things we can do so we're, we're renowned in that we also do reckonings um so reckonings are like you've got a dispute with robin uh, I don't know, maybe Robin's not passed her test of metal yet, and now you want to punish her for it because you <laughs> said you'd do this thing and you've not done it. Um, so you come to the Reapers and you'll be like, look, I want to do a reckoning. What can you think of? And we'll be like, yeah, we can do a reckoning. What do you want? We've got a number of curses. We can turn up. We've got a load of bravos who can turn up and they can pay for something or like push her to do something. Um, what do you want? And and a reckoning would then solve that, like cure that debt effectively. She owes you something, and then we've rectified that. Right. Yeah. I'm starting to see why, because so I'm starting to see why they're called cartels. The cartels are like your groupings, yes. right? So they're like like yeah. equivalent to our houses and and they're effectively like equivalent to your houses. Yeah. 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 And so, like that sounds like yeah. It's, 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 they're mercenaries, but you're like on a national scale. Mercenaries. Oh yeah. Um, this question comes up a lot from new players that like the idea of the mercenary game because it doesn't. The game doesn't. It, from my my experience in Dawn, like if someone would come up to me in Dawn and be like, "Oh, I kind of want to be a mercenary," I would kind of be like, "What? I, I don't know if you're going to get that type of game in Dawn." But it it sounds like what what's what's the mercenary game like over in the league? Is it just because so it's huge in the league? Yeah. Um, so if you take Temeshwar, which is my city. Um, okay. The two large groups in Temeshwar are both mercenary companies. Mm-hmm. You've got the Crimson Reapers and the Sea Wolves. Yeah. Um, you have other groups in Temeshwar. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got Temeshwar Drovers, yeah. uh, which are a small merchant guild, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but if you go across, you look at Holberg, another league city. You've got the whole Dagger. They're a mercenary company. Yeah. Um, I think you've got the Jackdaws. I think they're technically a mercenary company. You and then you've got like I think you've got the the giants as well they're mercenary like so there's there's a big mercenary game in the league mm-hmm. um how much kind of like because you, you obviously you think mercenaries and then you think fighting just just the name mercenaries but how how much of it, cause it, it from the outside it seems more like if someone would come up to me a new plan go oh yeah i want to be a mercenary i would instantly think oh they want to be like paid to go fight out on the battlefield which i know it's something the league does but is it yes. more like like you say more like oh someone's coming to me to sort something out usually in camp or in the wider campaign or do you get so i want to say both mercenaries themselves so our most our main business as a mercenary company and i think the sea wolf would agree and the whole day would agree is we put ourselves there as a fighting force that other nations can hire as a specialist block yeah um like the whole dagon are a heavy 
uh, pike block, they quite often get hired by uh, the marchers to supplement their pike blocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, the seawalls, I think, are currently hired by Eurozen as a heavy block because Eurozen don't have a heavy block and therefore yeah. they've hired a heavy block. We're currently hired by Hurst Hall as a uh, mixed unit of heavy fighters and skirmishers. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're really like, part of what we're really getting paid for is the magic, the battlefield magic and the physics. Um, okay. Our contracts work slightly differently to maybe other mercenary companies because we'll be tied in, all right, we're fighting with this person. Um, their job, they want, where we're getting hired for, okay, we're getting hired to protect this person on the battlefield. This person who's very important, very rich, wants to stay alive. Cool. Yeah. We're going to keep them alive. Um, most of the time we're hired for the entire year. Um, so you'd be like, right, okay, contract's coming to end. We need a new contract. We're going to talk to the Navari general. We're going to talk to the Wintermark general. We're going to talk to a rich person in these areas who wants to supplement their own forces. I don't know. Maybe Dawn lost loads of people last event and they want to supplement their fighting ability by hiring a mercenary company. You know what? I would like maybe to that think happened. that would happen. <laughs> What's funny about like the, like this conversation between you and us, because we're like our experiences are exclusively like in Dawn and we spend a lot of time obviously in Dawn and the Dawn's brief and obviously what you're a lot of what the, the like it sounds like mercenaries do is so is, is so uh, against the, Dawn, as in Dawn, it is very individualistic, and I couldn't imagine a lot of Dornish people going, I'm going to pay someone to do my fighting for me. It's very much, most Dornish people would be like, you know what, we'll just take, I'm going to take on the whole Legion of Druid myself, and they'll probably die doing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably why we don't come into contact with that game so much. But I love Um, the fact that game is there, though. Yeah, so the the game is there for it, and for any new players getting into it, it's quite difficult. So as a new player, to actually become a mercenary company, you can set up your group and be like, we're mercenaries. Awesome. Go ahead and do it. Now, the way the military game works, I don't know too much about. Um, we have my friend James has actually now got a generalship and he's now on the general league and he does very heavy military game and he's a member of the Crimson Reapers. So I don't need to worry about that. He does that. Um, <laughs> the way I understand it is um, you can fight on your day. So if your nation is fine on Saturday, you can fight on Saturday. Okay. Um, so if you can get a contract to fight with another nation, then you can fight with another nation on that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, if you want to fight on the other day, which is what happens with us most of the time, you need something called a mercenary banner, which is a artisan item you can create. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, it costs roughly four thrones worth of materials. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that allows last one year, and it allows you to fight with another nation. Um, so you are tied to your banner and not tied to your Egregore for battles. Yeah, okay. Um, and then basically at, at the Friday meeting of Military Council, when they're working out who's fighting what day, yeah. they're like, yeah, League's got a rating of 12. Um, and they go, ah, yeah, but, but. yeah, see us, we're, uh, we're leaving, we're going to go fight with Wintermark. And oh yeah, us, we're, we're going to go fight with Eurozen. Um, and they're going to go, okay, so taking out Crimson Reapers and taking out Seawalls and taking out these people. Look, Leaf's now got a fight rate of four, and 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 Wintmark's <laughs> now got one of whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so, so hang on. Like... So does that mean you fight on you? So doing that does that mean you can fight as as a single character then fight on both days as your character, or is that no? Is that just allow you both days. 
Okay, so that so that just basically allows you to to get. Is it what is is that? I know we're like tied to the egregores. Is that some kind of like hearth magic that we have or something? Is that it's, is that it's tying yourself to the banner? So uh-huh. your banner ties you to your nation, mm-hmm. but the banner has like another effect that allows you to fight with right. other nations, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so you where you normally can only go through. Is, I, think, I may be wrong on this. Please correct me if I am. Anyone, whatever. But effectively, <laughs> the banner lets you. When you walk through the Sentinel Gate, you can only walk through on your day yeah. because of yeah. your bond. Yeah. Right, um, okay. What that banner allows you to do, the banner is then sworn to another nation, arms sworn to the banner, that lets me walk through the next day. Right, yeah. Um, but if I went through today, it wouldn't let me because I'm tied to my banner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so right. you can still only fight on one day and you monster the other one. So if you're fighting on Sunday, you monster Saturday as always. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that can and be that confusing is... otherwise, can't it? Like, if there's lots yeah. of... Uh... But I, I, I can totally see why you say it's difficult for a, a new player, because I think I think maybe new players have got, oh, yeah, I want to be a mercenary, and they're thinking, I think you might be able to maybe get a bit of game, like, for protection or something, but I don't think there's a lot yeah. of that. But I can understand, especially you saying, oh, yeah, we've got lots of... I imagine there's lots of money uh, changing hands, you know, especially if you've got generals and things uh, hiring um, oh, yeah, totally. cartels, right? So you're going to have to have some, like actual notoriety and be known so, to do the job <laughs> yeah i think without well, delving into it too much last year we were roughly paid 15 thrones a season yeah nice. uh, pretty plus <laughs> plus individual things with like add-on packages we do effectively yeah like oh you want our magic cool so you now need to supply the mana for that and a little bit more right. you know so okay you want us to do this ritual it's going to cost 70 mana yeah, cool. It's going to cost 75 mana. You Basically, know? you need to deal with their overheads if you want it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You want you want a mass weakness? Well, that's we can supply a mass weakness, but you need to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about gaining leverage, isn't it? Like you, you need yeah. to, you need to gain enough leverage so people come to you. And guess what? And, that, and that's the thing. Then the empire literally opens doors for you, even though they're coming to you. You're just like, well, you're going to need to pay for this for us, and you need to let's do this. You know, <laughs> if you want us, yeah, exactly. to do the so, thing. You know, it's it's yeah, it's one of those. It's like right, cool. You yeah, we we can offer these services. Um, and when we've got a battle butler as well, so the battle butler is amazing. It's a, it's a chap called Nico, the battle butler, okay. and he can be hired for a battle. And he comes on and he brings his basket and he's got his water and he's got his grapes and his biscuits and his donuts and little snacks. I take that and... back. I think I think Dornish people would definitely Dawn hire would that. Definitely <laughs> be interested in that. <laughs> So effectively, yeah, you, you can come along, you can hire him, and you're hiring him on a perfect, he's tied to our banner, mm-hmm. um, but basically you're, you're hiring him as an additional, like, it's it's 15 thrones for the fighting, and then it's three thrones per season for him, you know, and he gets paid that, um, and it's something he offers, because um, he's the only one on the field doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I, I, I would, I want a battle butler, that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so if you talk to Hurst Hall, who have been hiring us now all of last year and all of next year, they've got the Battle Butler all of last year and all of next year. Um, and he like he'll come along with cakes and grapes and fruit, and like he'll, he'll wander up to people on the battlefield and be like, a "Bit parched, yeah. Well, here's some water. Uh, being being a little bit peckish, have some grapes and he'll feed them grapes." Yeah, that, you, they say, "What you need that? You need that even oh, a little fructose kick." Oh. You know, we needed that at E four. Honestly, E four after the, all that charging and everything, mm. there was a point where I think we were just there, and like all of Dawn were standing there, just 
sweating and like everybody's run out of water <laughs> yeah so it's like your own personal uh butler supplying with food and water and drink yeah. while on the battlefield i think one year one event we actually took on a table and chairs and <laughs> um you could come back you could sit and eat a little meal or not a cup of tea Sorry, um, this is this is turning into some Monty Python style of thing of running around you, with the table. <laughs> so you, you say that I am a I, I I can do combat, but I effectively am a non-combat character. Mm -hmm. uh, I can fight when needed, but I I need to not fight. I, I've got so much money, I don't do that. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. Um, and I think it was at ET. I went on did a bit of battlefield tourism, and I just went on the battlefield to to watch the battle. Yeah. And then I had people yelling at me, you need, you need to go here and fill this hole. No. Oh, no, um, no you don't. I'm actually not going to do that. Yeah, but it's going to fall if you don't. Well, one, I'm Crimson Reaper, so they're paying for me. And two, I'm here as, as a tourist, so yeah. jog on. <laughs> I'm so rich, I can pay you to come and watch you all die. <laughs> yeah, effectively, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a joke that keeps running around that I'm going to get a parlequin. So, like, one of those seats in a box yes. with, like, Oh. being to be carried onto the battlefield <laughs> and set down so I can watch the battlefield and we'll pick it up and carry it off. That would be, um, that would be fun. Which is weird because it's it's funny. Like you you can totally do that in the bat in the battlefield. Just like when you fight on the front lines, you don't notice it so much. But you, there is a lot of space behind each line yeah. that you can just totally. Just and this is the thing. So most people would turn around and say, "Don't do that. It ruins the game for others. It blocks up numbers. It does this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Right, okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm going onto the field to spectate a battle." Uh, but I still monster the, the next day, you know. Um, yeah. So nothing stops you as a as a as a character walking on the field and being a water carrier. You don't have to fight, you know. You can do other things to support people on the battlefield. Um, yeah, there's people that come on just as, as as bards, just to literally there to play music in the background. They don't need to exactly. fight. You don't expect them to fight, you know. Um, so there's that element. And, out of character, I think people are fine with it. In character, people have big issues with battlefield tourism. <laughs> um, and I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It, it creates those rifts and they go, well, who, do you, who are you to think you can do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm the quartermaster of a very large mercenary company. And they go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea it's... of playing that character that's like, it's like, who's paying me to do this? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's quite it. cool. Because I, I see what you mean there. Like, out of character, I'm definitely like, oh, that sounds so cool. Do it. In character, I feel like RNL would definitely be like, I'm trying to fight here and to save the Empire. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm like, I made the mistake of one battle literally taking our entire group funds on the field and then being like, oh yeah, look, I've already got 100 ish thrones on me. And like, like Ravik, so who plays my assistant, was one of the fighters, looks at me and went, you, you, no, 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 off the field, off the field. We're going to get you literally like dragging me off the field to like throw the group funding back through the gate effectively. <laughs> Um, that's hilarious, though. That is, that's is hilarious. <laughs> I've, only, I've only ever actually seen looting done once, and I think that was on a skirmish. I think I've never so, seen the monsters loot uh, players though yet. So no, but generally speaking, if you die and your body doesn't make it through the central gate, anything on you is lost. Anything physical mm -hmm. on you is gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and then going on from player death though, a lot of people don't people don't talk about is if your character dies. So you make it back through the central gate and you've got a terminal wound and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. 
the Empire has wills for oh. your characters. You can write a will, and you can have someone hold that will for you. So if your character dies, you can leave your worldly possessions to someone else. Yeah, that's that's something I haven't actually thought about that. in the setting. Yeah, because I imagine people get a lot, like characters like accumulate a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. especially if you're playing the kind of trading game and things like that, and you're like, so, who's going to get all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, so um, there's a big uh, there's a big will reading that we I say we the Crimson Reapers mm -hmm. uh, well members of the Crimson Reapers were the executors for um, for Lorenzo Montemichois uh, will reading. That's 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 a name that I know. And it was the best thing ever to walk into the library as my character and be like, who? Because so I was with someone who wanted to read the read the will that you're talking about. And I was just like, who? And everyone's like, you don't know who this is. So who, yeah. who, who, who was Lorenzo? So Lorenzo was played by a friend of mine, Dave. Mm -hmm. And Lorenzo had been playing from, he played this character, Lorenzo, from E1, year one, right through till... Uh, winter solstice um, last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, where Lorenzo died by his mask falling off in front of the Reaper, seeing the Reaper's face and dying due to half magic. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll, which we'll, is. We'll a, get back to questions about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, at which point he didn't die instantly. He like kind of like fell over and the physical to death thing and then he like spoke his will and his will went on for pages and pages and pages i think it's about 15 16 pages wow. <laughs> of, of spiel um he gave out a huge amount of fortune i mean you're talking head level he had, uh, he had an upgraded business so that was something he donated or not donated but left to someone yeah. he had his cod piece that was left to someone he had his jacket, his doublet that was left to someone. He had like loads of paintings that were left to different people. <laughs> he had, um, I think we like, I think there was like fifty odd items that were given away in his will. Um, some of them were like a pouch with a ring on it because you're, yeah, and and then oh, there's a I don't like you, and there's like another one was like a running joke, and then there's there the best one ever for politics sake. Uh, some game that was left from way back. The Senate had borrowed 500 thrones from Lorenzo and okay. basically screwed him over and just never paid it back because they got conned. Like the Senate got conned out of 500 thrones. They went, we need 500 thrones. Lorenzo went, right, yeah, I can lend you 500 thrones at this rate for these things, blah, 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 blah. And then in the will, it was like released that, by the way, all that interest, I give the interest back to you. So it resets your debt. Um, and everyone asked, great, Lorenzo's just given us the Senate 460 of thrones. And the master went, yeah, cool, I accept it. No problem, I accept that you've given back this interest. And then it was reread. So he came to me afterwards with one of the executives and was like, so where's the money? And I'm like, you didn't listen, did you? You've just accepted something you didn't want to accept. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I went, you've just accepted the interest from the debt you owe meaning that you've just given the debt validity. So you now recognize this is a debt that the Senate owes Lorenzo and now Butch's bank, which is now me. Um, <laughs> so you, you've just agreed to all of this and it's on your head. Yeah. Um, and he went, oh no, oh no, um, <laughs> right. Okay, because suddenly he owes myself 500 throats of yeah. Yeah. game because of something that happened okay, yeah. multitude games ago. 
Mm-hmm. And this is like kind of the mayhem you can cause with wills. Yeah. Um, especially in the league, because in the league you'd be like borrowing money from this bank, borrowing money from that bank, uh, borrowing money from these people. Yeah, I'll pay you all back. I'll pay some oh, of this you back. You can get into some crazy game, can't you? Just yeah, yeah. You die, and you can literally leave your debt to someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could. I don't know. Say, I, say I had a friend who racked up a lot of debt, and he and he decided to leave it to uh to yourself, Oliver. And he goes, yeah, cool. Your character, we're good friends. I'm gonna leave you all my all of my worldly possessions and all of my debts and everything. So you get given everything. You think, oh, this is great. I've got level two business, or I've got level two mercenary uh, military unit. Cool. Yeah, you've now just been stung with a fifteen throne debt that you owe someone. Yeah, yeah, and someone does, um, you won't know that until someone shows up and goes, oh yeah, do you uh, hold all the? Uh... Well, it would be written down, so it'd be written in the will. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you receive all these items, and you're like, oh, yeah, 15 thrones, blah, blah, blah. Right, and you get it. They'd be like, 15 thrones from this person. And you go to that person, and you're like, so 15 thrones? And then they go, <laughs> no, that's a debt. <laughs> um, and it's at these rates, and that's what he's agreed to, and you have inherited this debt, um, which is an incredibly needy thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. That's, that's such a cool bit of that's so yeah. cool that you can get to that stage in this type of game that you yeah you, you get to a point where the actual empire itself basically owes you money and you're lending money to the empire as a player character that's so cool yeah um i mean the reason people know lorenzo is because he's built everything his name is on everything yeah um yeah i think if you look through league i think there's two things in temeshwar there's some there's something in every city he built roads he's built museums and art all of these other things and i think he's built things in other nations as well and mm-hmm. literally he's got his name on the wiki all over the wiki yeah. so if you're interested in the building things and the sinecures and the ministries it's a name that's going to crop up a lot um you know so you're gonna, it's going to lorenzo uh on Temeshwar or you know and butcher's the butcher's guild or butcher's bank will yeah. crop up massively um because it's been something since e1 yeah, that's that's one of the better parts of the game is doing doing stuff and making your. For for me, one of my my one of my highlights of my entire year last year, and it's something small, but you know you've got thousands of people on that field, and you've all you know, and you have to remember a lot of names because you remember obviously people the players' names, then you remember the yeah. characters' names. A lot of us have our you know names tied to our houses or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to remember, you know. And a highlight for me was literally someone coming up to me at like. E, end of e2 and they, they they just needed something but they came up to someone i hadn't had any interaction with at all and they went oh you're godric aren't you i'm like oh but it was literally because someone had the, the name had gone between several people to get to this person it's like oh my name is i'm making ripples this is cool yeah <laughs> this, is, this is cool i feel important uh, <laughs> and that that just gets bigger um so i played four games before the longest arc before covid before all that and then he has yeah um it was hard because there wasn't anything and you're all expecting all right cool we're gonna have summer we're gonna have we have these games no games okay fine covid yep next year comes around cool e1's coming up it's nearly april and covid is kind of going away is it going away and no no games okay i'll wait till next year maybe because it wasn't even that second year it was like Maybe E2 is going to be E1. Maybe E3 is going to be E1. Maybe... Nope, okay, they've just cancelled it for this year. And it made perfect sense. Um, there's a lot of vulnerable people in the field who have yeah. 
no, uh, health no. issues and it wouldn't be fair on them. Yeah, I think and... in hindsight, it all seems very clear, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the right thing to do. It was a, P, yeah, PD did a very, um, very good decision on, on how they went about dealing with COVID. Yeah, um, it must have been hard for them as well, because like, literally you're just thinking, are we ever going to come back? And, you know, the, as the business is just, yeah, are we going to come back to a business or not? So, you yeah, know, it, it's it's tough. I think I think what helps them, um, I'm sure Matt might have alluded to him when you spoke to him, um, but people were buying tickets for future events that hadn't, you know, we didn't know when they were going to happen. So it was yeah. an open ticket. Yeah. And we were, we were like, I know I want to play again. So I'm going to yeah. buy my full, I'm going to buy a ticket. And I'm going to buy a ticket when I've got the money to do so. And I think that helped them kind of roll on a bit. And then they had a yeah. massive influx of people as well. Yeah. Um, so last year they had a huge influx of people. And I think that really, really helped um, them. And it, it helped kickstart the game again because there was like huge amounts of hype. I think people like Hefty Yeti doing his streams and stuff like that beforehand helped build the hype. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you notice a difference in the league then uh, from like... 2019 to 2020 did the did the uh because how what's the size of the league compared to everyone else is it it's it's one of the smaller ones isn't it we are one of the smaller ones i think Uh we've got i think we roughly said 200 250 people Mm -hmm. okay and i would say that the main influx of people didn't come to us we didn't massively increase we had a good handful of people come to us do I think we increased proportionally compared to everyone else? No. Not enough to change the game. Because I'm hearing no, that, like, Navarre in particular, like, the, the, the dynamics of their game and how their nation works has changed quite a bit because of the yeah. big, big amount of people that Yeah, there. and I think it's also one of those ones, when I was sitting and looking at things more, generally the Reapers were sitting around having a chat, we were looking at, like, Wintermark's big, Wintermark's always been big. Yeah. Navarre is nearly as big as Wintermark now. It's okay. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dawn, that's got bigger. Yeah, I think we're three. Marcus, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah Marcus has got bigger. Varishka's mm-hmm. got bigger. Don't know about High Guard because pff, High Guard. Do <laughs> <laughs> we count them? Do we count them? Yeah. Uh, they're just they're those weird religious zealots who keep cursing us over yeah, there. They're just, you know, they've got reckonings coming for them. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole thing at E1 uh, that's come about because of past things oh really yeah yeah um, I, can, I can see the mechanics getting a bit crazy there with with um inquisitions versus reckonings now i've learned a bit about reckonings <laughs> yeah so but it should be good because because we're like well they owe us stuff right mm-hmm. and this yeah. kind of leads back on to lorenzo's death festival of the reaper because that our festival of death is the Reaper comes to the league and he talks to you and he talks about your reckonings and he, he sees how your year was. And it's a bit of a like very morbid, dark festival that we all love. Um, <laughs> so that's and, E1, right? Because we yeah, E1, yeah. we heard about it when and obviously E1 was our first ever event and it's it was dark and we didn't really know the camps at all and everyone's like, oh yeah, well just just stay away from the league and we were like, oh why? And they're like, oh just. Because it's the it's it's the Reaper Reapers Festival, and we're like, oh, okay, just don't know what that is. They're just like, honestly, I was okay. so scared because I was like, it was our first event when no idea what we were doing, and we went for wander, and I was like, what if I accidentally wander into the league? I don't know anything or where everything is. What are they going to do? So it's it's always fun because there's always people like the Reapers about put a mask on or hide your face and all of this because the Reapers is this entity that kind of lives in and around the labyrinth. Okay. Um, okay. kind of like an eternal but not an eternal 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is so like mechanically, is this a is this a, a an actual crew member walking around, or is it so superstition? It used it used to be uh, an NPC, mm -hmm. and then PD were getting like busy, and they weren't going to put they weren't going to do the Reaper. Like we could have the festival of the Reaper, like in else's festivals, but the Reaper wasn't going to come to Empire. Um, or wasn't going to come to Anvil, mm. and as Crimson Reapers were like, well, we can't have that. Yeah. Um, and we got a few of our like a few of our members chatted, and then Nick, who plays Nico or the Battle Butler, he spoke to PD and like messaged them saying, like, I want to, I want to do this thing. Can we I, like, I want to Gaius as the Reaper and put the mask on and turn up as the Reaper, and is that okay? And they went, Yeah, love it, run with it, go for it. So now the Reaper is all done. Kind of the festival of the Reaper is all done by League, but the Reaper comes in through the Crimson Reaper cartel who are connected with him because we like hold his name and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they he comes onto the field and you can book an appointment with the Reaper. So, um, the <laughs> League groups will be like, Cool, I want to see the Reaper, I'm going to book an appointment with him. It's here's a prosperous donation. Mm -hmm. He will come into the into your camp, and he'll chat with you and be like, who have you lost this year? And your, the names will be written down. And um, do you have any reckonings? Where you might, you know, if you've got reckonings, I want when I see you next year, you need to fill these, fulfill these. Um, like these need to be sorted, and um, like loads of stuff like that. The one thing that you know, so the half magic goes: if the reaper sees your face, you'll die. Right. Right. So okay. That's why. The Reaper cuts your face. Basically, the half magic says if the Reaper says your sees your face, you're gonna die in the next year. Not necessarily okay. instantly, not necessarily immediately, but you're gonna die in the next year. And yeah. this is all kind of one of those things. And then at E1 last year, Dave didn't want to play Lorenzo anymore. He'd been playing so long, he'd basically complete the game financially and wanted to go do something different. Play a completely different character doing something different in a different nation. Yeah. So he broke into PD and went, I don't want to kill my character off. And they went, you you sure? And he went, yeah, I want to do it this way. I want to be killed by the Reaper. And they went, you you sure? And he went, yeah. Um, so, cool. so the Reaper came out and met everyone. Lorenzo's mask fell off in front of everyone. And the Reaper saw him. And then he got given a traumatic wound card. Um, <laughs> that, that's so, that's um, so cool, though. So, yeah. yeah. And... And then he was effectively killed by half magic. Um, I think it's not very common. I think it might have happened more once or twice before yeah. in different things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's and, and that that really instilled this fear of the Re Reaper's gonna kill you. Um, especially when obviously because we're, we're talking a little bit like mechanic mechanically now, but it's obviously cool in the in the camp to have this when you get the rumor mill going it's just like oh no like if you if you don't have a mask so that, that's that's a question then uh like so mm. like out of character so like the the masks are a part of leagueish hard yes. magic so te i mean technically would that affect anyone who's not leagueish or so people not know? possibly no well no i think game mechanic wise no no but it's kind of like one of those things isn't it yeah. i walk into dawn and i want to find the glory square I follow your traditions. Yeah. yeah. Right? You come up to league and it's and it's Reaper Mass. Yeah. Put on a mask. It's our tradition. So yeah, so that's what I was wondering as well. So yeah, if you're not in the league, you can you wear a mask into the yeah. league for, for these sort of things, like as part of these traditions and things then. That's of course, yeah. So this is the thing. So with the league and masks, the league and masks are a big, big thing, right? 
um, for you, it's like becoming noble and doing your do you yeah. method to trial and metal and stuff like this. For us, our masks are personas. So my mask, if you just bear with me one second. Yes. Oh, yeah, please show us the masks, please. <laughs> yeah. I have this lovely thing. Ooh. Which wow. is incredibly freaky, and it flattens your face. So it literally is, is freaky, right? Um, and this is Lachlan's mask mm-hmm. with, like, some lovely gold detailing and, and some oh, cabian horns. And wow. Um, now, when wearing this, I am Lachlan still. I am still Lachlan now, and I'm Lachlan with this up. But I could wear my other mask with the mask of Temeshwar, which is an item I can make. I've got a mask for it. If I don that mask, I am now whoever I want to be. Yeah. You know, but it's tied to that mask. Um, you'll find what well, just to explain it, we went to see an eternal. We had one t- I had a ticket as a Lachlan had a ticket. Nico didn't have a ticket, but I wanted to bring Nico with me. Um, so I gave him my mask. So he was Lachlan now. So he turned oh. up and he was like, I am Lachlan von Temeshwar, the quartermaster of the Crimson Reaper cartel. And they went, cool, you've got a ticket, in you go. And then I turn up with um, the with Cormac, who's the editor of the Oathright, okay. and who bought, I bought my ticket off. He put my name down, and he went, came up with him. I haven't got my ticket on me because the letter said, give your ticket to this person. Like, you've got to either have your ticket or turn up with the person you bought it from. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gave my ticket to Nico. He went in as me, donning my mask, using half magic. I turn up with... Cormac, as me, and Cormac goes, yeah, this is Lachlan. He's got a ticket from me. I wrote it down. See, it's on your list. And they went, that's interesting. Okay. In you go. And then we went and sat in this table to play uh, a game with the uh, Awesome Eternal. Uh And then Nico takes off my mask, sits at the table, and when they ask everyone their names, he's now given his name to the Awesome Eternal's heralds. Oh, okay. But get through the door, he he was me. Yeah, because I, I know yeah. I know mechanically as well the the eternal struggle with faces because uh, we have in our half magic the black knighting thing. So if if you cover if you black knight and cover your face and cover your heraldry, then no one can tell you who, tell who you are in dawn. You see, and yeah. I know that there's there's been talk in dawn like saying the like people who go to speak to eternals, it's handy to have a black knight because then. The identity of the Black Knight, no one knows who it is, so we could send anyone to go see the Eternal, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So the half magic is I can I can don on different masks and I'll take on different personas and be different people. Hmm. Uh, I could put on Nico's mask and become the battle partner. And it allows us to get around things mechanically. Um, hmm. Say Nick injured himself at E2, for yeah. example, and then couldn't take the battlefield for E3 or yeah. E4, so he passed his mask on to someone else who then could be Nico because he's got his diamond on it and this is the mask of Nico and they were along and I'm like, yeah, I'm Nico the Battle Butler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it allows us to do things like that. Um, so so yeah. if, um, I mean, I, I did actually, so I spoke to the Leagueish Egregore a little bit about this mm. because in my test of metal, I came over asking about stories of true love and it was, it was, it was, uh, it, it was interesting talking to people in the League. <laughs> Um, and the the your egregore literally kind of sat me down and explained this a little bit to me um uh because it's, it's very opposite to dawn that we just wear everything on our sleeve and yeah you got your flower crowns yeah we just, we're just like oh yeah this is and my character is very much like, i tried to make the most dawnish character ever so i'm just like 
it was it was like I kept having like a do not compute look on my face when people were talking about masks. So is it is it like a way of hiding who you actually are having all these masks? You have I have a mask for this and a mask for that. Or are they yeah. are they parts of your personality basically is my a question or are they, they different people? They they could be parts of your personality, they could be different people, they could you could be a completely different entity. So there's mar there's a mask for each city. There's a mask of Temeshwar. There's a mask of Sarbos. There's a oh. mask of Holberg, you know, and one of uh, Sato. And these are these are now due to a lot of plot that happened through the fashion game. They came out as makeable items, and a few of us received. Well, one of us received a mask of each each city. So I hold the mask of Temeshwar. I can make it as an item, um, and it, 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 like any other magical item, it allows you to do things. Well, I won't go into what it does, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It has a magical effect when you do stuff. <laughs> but it, my opinion is, I'm always going to turn around if I make this mask for someone. Be like, this mask imbues you with the spirit of Temeshwar, you know, and this means this, yeah. right? So you have to, you're, you're, you're now when you wear this mask, you are representing Temeshwar. You are Temeshwar. Right. Um, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, you know. So it, it, it does add that element, but each individual can choose. I mean, some people might put on a mask and be more of a rogue while they're wearing their mask, you know? So it, it brings out different things. And it is, yeah. it is a big league thing that means lots of things. And it's yeah. very leaguey in the fact that it's very floaty and, and doesn't have a hard line. But um, it's a very concentrated, because it, it's like it's part of fashion, right? And it is part of fashion. Yeah. And fashion and honestly like fashion and and costumes we, we knew this come from cosplay they're not they're not separate as as people actually think there's a lot i know a lot of people that don't care how what they wear in everyday life but they're very into like their lap kit or their yeah their, their costume but the reason why it is important you think it's some people don't think it is but it is very much them because you're projecting you're trying to say something with your clothing actually matt spoke about this when we spoke to him you're projecting something with the clothing and that sounds like yeah. the mask and very much sounds like a very concentrated thing you're like i am from this city you know or yeah. i'm doing this thing with this mask yeah 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 so if you i invite everyone to come up to to the rest of the, rest of the reaper at e1 it's gonna be slightly different this year because we're doing a joint thing with high guard uh with their festival of the dead oh, which yeah. is also at e1 Oh wow! Um, I didn't. I didn't know you were doing a joint thing this. And by year. the way, you, you so, tend to do this like because it, it's E one, so it's like April, so it's dark pretty early as well. Yeah. So it's at night. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite cool. So our our festival reaper said a bit before the reaper come along. You see him, you can talk to him, but it's also a bit of a party, and we're all sitting around, and there's a font, and it's all about putting put some money in the font, and that money goes to something, and you know it. It gets and, it, and it's all a bit of dramaturgy yeah. or dramaturgy where we're acting out this 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 festival. Yeah. Um, the I don't know much about the High Guard one. I know they have a big march that storms through everyone's camp. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. We we learned about it like after candles. the fact because we had no idea what the hell. I mean, at E one we were just like you know we didn't know that much about the game. Just full stop. And it was it was cool not knowing what it was. But they marched around, and I later found out that it's it's they go around and they go around to each nation, and that you can hold a lantern for someone you've lost in the previous year. You know. Yeah. So, so what we saw at E one last year is they came through our camp, knocked over our our dais which had our bowl of water with the with the coins in it and they just stormed through and and we're like hang on a minute you might have your festival but this is our bloody festival come on 
and then some other stuff had happened beforehand. So now we've done a lot of reckoning and uh, Holly, who plays Esther, the wandering guide of Anvil. All right. Okay. Uh, she she has a YouTube channel. She's a really incredible artist. Uh -huh. um, it was one of the first videos I saw of Empire when I was like, what, what, oh, what yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was just the animated one. Yeah. Yeah, the animated yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that yes. video. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that video, and um, she still plays the game as 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 Esther, and she's kind of orchestrated this joint festival between the two of us to like get over all this reckoning stuff yes. and like ease and peace and stuff like that. Um, and and yeah, so it should be really good because it should tie the two nations together a little bit closer. Because at the moment, League's like high guard religious zealots over there in their corner. I think they're so great. Um, is... they couldn't do anything about our funding <laughs> you know and they're like you can't say that that's not virtuous and we're like what are you going to do kill us all <laughs> you know? yeah they probably might do. <laughs> yeah yeah well they, they might but they might they, they have to uh, by their own rules you see they're, they're, they're hamstrung by their own by yeah. their own <laughs> rules you see if you are found virtuous they can't do anything about it you know <laughs> yeah and Lachlan, the character I play, is is one of these people who struggles with the virtues. He's he's one of these people who's like, yeah, I understand it, I get it, I am, and then it's like I keep getting myself in trouble. So it's like, well, that's not very virtuous, but I, I am virtuous. I, I've been named virtuous. One of my names is virtuous in black. I am wearing black. I am virtuous. Yeah. And I was named by a priest. This, and they're like, oh, who is this priest? And I name the priest, and they're like, isn't he dead? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then and they're like, right, okay, well, that wasn't very virtuous then. I'm like, well, I think it was because, you know, I'm very prosperous because I, I, I gain money and I spend money and I build things and I've done this. And in the last yeah. two seasons, I've, I've built two two things and I've spent 150 thrones. That's virtuous. And I've done this because of these reasons. And I've built this so someone, someone who has got less money can have a small imperial title. And well, that's very virtuous. And what are the other ones? Hang on a minute. Uh, oh, yeah, ambition. I want to build more stuff. That's ambitious. And uh, wait, hang on a minute. What are the other virtues? Uh, <laughs> and then, like, getting the priest to name the virtues so I can tell him how good I am at those virtues. Yeah. Uh, and then they can't say anything, you know? They're... And then and then they go, yeah, but none of that's very wise. And I'm like, I'll give you that. I do lack in wisdom. I've, I've learned a lesson here. <laughs> today, <laughs> today I've learned a lesson. Yeah, today I have <laughs> learned that I am not very wise. Yeah. Wait a and, <laughs> um, and they all go, well, I think that's something you need to work on. And I'm like, yes, but you will say I am mostly virtuous. I am, I'm not perfect because I was perfect. I wouldn't have been reborn. But <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I would be a paragon at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and therefore, I still have lessons to learn. And I know that I'm just not very good at being wise or whatever one I can't come up with at the time. Um, and yeah, Lachlan is definitely this flies by like the seat of his pants, kind of like skirts, skirts round loopholes and, and yeah. um, is vulnerable. He's very loyal to like the Empire and he's very loyal to um, the Reapers, even if he is completely misguided by money. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a question like... that I, I do because you said you said virtues and, and loyal there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how much you like do explore the the religion side of the game, but the one thing that I because I I snuck in in character, I snuck into a a wedding in the Brass Coast, and it was between a a, a Liga and the Brass Coast, uh, a a freeborn. Um, was that a sh little Chesare's wedding? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, we we were invited there as bodyguards, I think. 
Yeah, yeah so we were probably there. Oh. I was. I well, was, he snuck past. I was the most, <laughs> in, I was the most inconspicuous person ever. Just like, but anyway, it was it was awesome. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of later found out I had I had um, kind of male correspondence um, with the, with the pair of them, and I was learning about because uh, I was looking for stories of true love, and I couldn't get any from from the league because the league wouldn't tell me anything. Um, but I got I got I got I got the leagueish love story through. Uh, through a freeborn because then it was all about the the mask they wear and it was hmm. it was all very touching anyway um there was uh an exchange of rings which obviously in 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 the western world that's that's in the real world real western world that's that's a common thing but then i was learning it's yeah. important in the league because you the league apparently you can correct me on this apparently the league holds loyalty quite high as a virtue yes yeah, right. so like our masks um we have a ring for almost everything uh, and we're not talking the coinage we're talking a physical on your finger ring uh, okay. um, so I, I have a ring that ties me to my group mm-hmm. i have a ring that ties me to my egregore i have a ring that ties me to an oath i made with a friend of mine mm-hmm. i have you know and i'll wear these rings and i'll show them with pride because look yeah. look how look how loyal i am I'm wearing all my rings i um you know and it's not you're not disloyal if you don't wear rings yeah it's a bit like you showing your heart on your on your sleeve by wearing you know we wear rings um and that shows our ties to people and you want to be very careful giving a ring to any leaguer because you're tying yourself to them in in some way because is is there is there ever any like question because like in, in in my mind from what i know about like mercenaries when i hear mercenaries i don't think loyalty <laughs> you know? okay yeah you know because it, it, you kind of think oh well you're loyal to whoever's paying the most coin you know we are and we aren't yeah um i don't know say hypothetically speaking say someone came to us and we're like look we want to hire you for for a year and it's going to be at 10 thrones a season and we're like okay. Well, yeah okay who you're fighting, what you're doing, blah, 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 what you actually want to hire us for, is this going to be a good fit for us? And then someone else comes up and it's like, look, I can only, aff- I want to hire you for one season, but I can only afford eight thrones. And we're like, mm, okay, it's not really what we want. Why? And they go, all right, so the Druze are coming in. If we don't hire you, we're going to lose this battle. And we're going to have loads of deaths. Then we could be like, okay, yes, but talk to the two parties because he's going to hire me for a year and you're hiring me for one season i need to look after my group be loyal to my group and loyal to the league and yeah. build things yeah but i need to be loyal to the empire and actually you've got a better claim because you're still nearly paying me as much as we would be paying but you know we're gonna lose something if we're not there yeah. um or if you don't have access to the magic we have or whatever yeah. and and you guys, would you would you hire us for three seasons that thing and be okay with them doing this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll do that. So, yes, mercenaries get hired for anyone, but yeah. we're not going to go work for the Grendel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that, that that's <laughs> the interesting the thing. There, yeah. Because you're not a you're not a mercenary nation. It's not as if you're a foreign nation that oh, the empire not. is hiring out. You are part of the empire, and your interests are aligned with the empire. And you it sounds like the, the the mercenary cartels are very much building blocks of the nation you know yeah yeah it's it's a it's a core element i mean you, you everyone goes on about archetypes and things like this and there's there's a huge amount of archetypes within league i think most 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 nations have what four archetypes i think we've got six yeah 
Um, the main one being Kikabeo, uh, which are they they sell their time. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. They, I I'm a rich wealthy person who has to go to lots of boring meetings, and I don't want to go on my own, or I need someone to make sure I eat. So I'm gonna hire a Kikabeo to come with me and sit in my meetings and and um, make sure I eat because my actual partner doesn't want to come to those meetings. Yeah. Um, because they find them incredibly boring. Um, so I hire Kikabeo. In the same token, I might be really busy with meetings and they want to go dancing, so they'll hire Kikabeo to go dancing with them. Yeah. League yeah. is very monogamous, unlike a lot of the other nations. We're, we're incredibly like, this is you and this is your partner. There is no one, you know, that is your family unit. Yeah. yeah. However, it's totally acceptable to hire someone to go to meetings with you and go dancing and all these other things. It's actually socially acceptable to hire Kikabeo. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but yeah. then it's very, it's very the, the. This is so. This is my experience uh, from what I was told. <laughs> because obviously I was asking about love, and they're like, "Oh no, like it's totally normal to be like, oh yeah, we're, we're married." But it was, it was a, you know, it was a business transaction, and yeah. everyone's, you know, and here's my character. I'm like, I'm like, what? I don't understand. And I was like, no, no, we're, we're all cool with it. <laughs> hmm. uh, we um we keep threatening to um to basically sell up our prints to tie us with other groups. Yeah. Yeah. And we should be like, cool, we've got a business transaction. We're going to marry you to this family because of these reasons. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, say I want a political sway in Urzen, and I, you know, and we're like, cool, we'll tie ourselves to Urzen by marrying one of ours off to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll be very, very uniquely married, sealed bubble, no one else, unlike the Brass Coast, which is very multi-marriage, multi partner because they're all about the contracts aren't they they're all about yeah exactly thing so um (laughs) where they are like everything's for them everything's worth something yes for us everything costs something oh yeah yeah Um, yeah, i like that differentiation yeah yeah so everyone's like what's the difference between their contract and yours well their contract ties you to their contract our contract kind of makes sure like you're now going to be loyal to this contract like i have signed this and agreed to it you have signed this and agreed to it this is what's happening yeah. yeah. Um, wherever the freeborn one, you'll pay them a ring to write the contract. You'll you'll pay the sum of money. It will happen. It's all very, in my personal opinion, very floaty. You know, whereas ours is like, yeah, you've just signed yourself up to a debt that's got five percent interest rates. Yeah. Well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm. or, or or something along those lines. And 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 it it does it does kind of come back to that, like the the whole league. League is so many things that every other nation isn't. So it's very difficult to pin you down. And then it sounds like it does sound very much like something from Bath Coast. Yeah, it sounds like it until you actually live it. Yeah. And then yeah. it's very different. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we've touched on that because like <laughs> my test of metal going around trying to find love stories. I went to the I tried the league and then I tried the Brass Coast. So yeah, from the from the outside, I was getting the same answers when it came to like love, and it was just like it was like, oh yeah, well, we only do that as as a as a as a as an agreement, a business agreement, and I got a similar yeah. answer. But yeah, the, the way you put it there, it's 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 a different experience. Uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fascinating. Like that's one thing I've loved about having people on uh, talking about different parts of the game is that it's so obvious now that like being in the ten nations, it's ten separate games, you know, and they do interact yeah, with each totally. other. But even just like. I can't imagine someone coming to Dawn and being like, "Oh, let's do a let's do a marriage arrangement 
to you know f from a business standpoint it, I, I bet i bet someone would try that and then go oh no i'm not doing that again the drama that happened <laughs> yeah. trying to get business done and then someone comes running in and being like no you're my true love and, <laughs> yeah. fight you for them. and cuts their heart out or something like that which actually happened last, happen. <laughs> last, yeah. last yeah. someone cut their heart out to prove their love in the middle of the glory yeah, it, it was it was dramatic yeah so this is the thing i try and explain to people who've not seen empire mm. or not been to empire or don't understand it and i'm like right if you understand it this way so you've got the your 10 nations that are united into this empire so it's a bit like the eu okay and the individual countries like take the eu and make it medieval yeah right and you've got germany's its own province and it does its own things mm. italy's its own province and it does its own things the two of them are culturally massively different but they've come to an agreement that we're not going to fight each other. We're going to have a common cause and we have a common religion and we have a common yeah. like, uh, sense yeah. of money, and, yeah. you know, and all these things come together. And like, you'll send your senators to, to, the, to, the, to the Senate and you will send our senators and we'll send our priests and you send your priests. And then, and then you, they all come to Anvil and then Anvil happens because it's actually his political meeting. And everyone else has realized if I go there, I can make money. Um, and then you've got the followers who follow all the politicians to the G7 summit, and then you make a festival out of it, and that's effectively the way I see Anvil yeah. at, at summit. This is it's a it's a pol political and military summit that everyone has fun at because yeah. everyone's come there to buy and sell things to these rich people. Yeah, and sell things or or make a yeah. name for themselves. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, like, that that was our character's archetype. It was just like, well, the the, the Dornish brief says personal glory so therefore i'm going to show up yeah. because i want everyone to you know everyone to know my name and and be remembered as a great hero and all this you know everyone's got their own whether you think it's uh ethical or virtuous or not or or, or whatever <laughs> like everyone, has, like virtuous. <laughs> everyone has everyone has a, a reason to be there you know yeah exactly and i think what everyone forgets is like everyone who turns up to anvil even if you're a new player or a poor player with very low funds you are a rich member of the of the empire because you've managed to leave your business or leave your military unit to travel halfway across the empire to sit in a field and talk to other people. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know the 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 eighteen rings you start with is your surplus for a, for a whole three months. Yeah. You know that is your surplus for three months, and that's allowed you to get you've you've paid someone else to run your business for you. You've yeah. paid to travel across and feed yourself traveling across the empire. Turn up and you can still have money on you, yeah. you know, and you still got the money to get back. And 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 everyone forgets this, you know, like yeah. there's only, you can only travel so fast by horse and cart. You know, it might take you a week to get to, to Anvil. Even slower because you know? it's, it's oxen and cart, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but even, even if you're saying it takes you a week to get there, that's a week you're not working. Yeah, as a week you have to pay someone else yeah. to do your job. Yeah, um, yeah, and as as you're all there, like the world is 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 carrying on without you, you know. So it's, it's all, exactly, and you're not. That that's what I like to imagine as well. Even though obviously we do have, um, we'll talk about player events in a sec because I know you've just come back from one. But I like to I like to imagine that yeah, you're in these types of fantasy worlds where. You know, if you're a leaguer, you 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 live in the leaguer cities, and in the, the only times you actually interact with a Dornish person or a marcher with those with those cultural uh, 
you know um, trappings and, and the way they act is like just four times a year you know so you're just yeah. you're so embedded in your own culture and you can talk about oh we're doing this we're doing this as the league and then you come into this into this uh melting pot of of culture and that's why that's why it's a good game is because you like i can totally act like i don't i never talk to a marcher because really i probably wouldn't <laughs> you know unless for some yeah. reason my character lives there or something but you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. I think the only time Marches and Dawn would come across is that is it bridge of something where they fight oh, over. Right. <laughs> they, 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 they fight over an orchard. Brock's tall. The Brock's tall. Yeah. Brox tall. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I don't have to worry about that anymore because I'm a noble. So it's you know I, yeah. yeah. So I mean, other than that, like for me, well, my character's originally from Holberg, and the Holberg had a huge like they attacked, and because they're right on the edge of the barracks. And they were attacked, and the marchers turned up and helped us defend the city. So we got a really close tie with the marchers. Hi, God, did they turn up and help us? Nah, they didn't help us, did they? So, um, through them, you know? In fact, what did they do? They cursed our bloody park a couple of years ago, which is still getting fixed, you know? So, is that in game drama? I, yeah. I know people playing in, in High Guard, and I love them as people. I hate their characters. Oh no! I, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can already tell. If as soon as this release, Kyle's going to be uh, chomping at the bit to come back on again. He's going to be actually. But it's one of those ones. What I like. Drama is the league. Like mm. we love stirring the pot or doing this, and and we can be righteous and we can be all great and be like, well, we're just better than everyone because we pay for everything. And 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 people go, no, you don't. And we're like, hang on a minute. Right. So we're gonna quickly diverse into the, into the boss which is a really interesting bit of the game yes mm -hmm. now for those who i don't know if you do know much about the boss oh uh, well no, no i only know vaguely what it is but why don't you explain it first? i know nothing so, yeah. so. <laughs> so the boss is effectively the empire civil service selling off positions mm -hmm. okay it would be like me turning around to you and being like cool so i have this quarry of white granite and i need someone to look after it now I'm going to auction off the owner of this white of this quarry, and what you do is you're going to give me the money so I can give it to government, to the Senate, and we've got funds to to spend. And you gain this quarry that produces twenty white granite a season, every season for a year, and you're going to own it for a year. So it's buying the lease effectively for yeah. different production. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And you will have them in different cities and you will have them in different nations. And you might have one which are just tied to your nation. So um, I think the league is going to be receiving an Ilium um, boar seat, which is only accessible by the league. Oh. Um, and you've got ones which are like orc only positions and they're like everyone works on different ways of doing it. Right. The main boss is effectively an auction where they start off with small items they'll be selling, I don't know two wanes of white granite or mm -hmm. 15 iron you know green iron or something and then they get onto the four seats and these are imperial positions okay and how, how, how do they decide who gets who gets seats it's by auction so oh, the, you, all right okay yeah literally by auction mm -hmm. so you'll have a you'll have a seat say it's a, a white granite mm -hmm. every season's a different um material uh-huh so e2 is ilium E3 is whatever E3 is, E4 yeah. Mithril, I think, you know, mm -hmm. so and you can kind of roughly work out how much Senate's going to have to play with next season by how well the, 
the auction went last season. Yeah. Yeah. Because the auction produces the money for Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, so okay. when military council go, we want 500 thrones and Senate only, you know, auction only produced 400 thrones and they go, we haven't got the money for that. Um, because the Ilium seat always goes for less because Ilium's not as required. You know, there's not as much of it produced. It doesn't, you know, so you're going to buy it for less. So you might buy a seat that only produces six Ilium a season and Ilium sells for, say, three thrones a piece. And okay. you can work out the maths on that. And suddenly, yeah. over a year, you still need to make a profit so that you can buy another seat next year. Um, yeah. And effectively, yeah, you'll go in and these seats are going for 350 to 500 thrones a seat. Um, and, well, now back at E1 they were going for like two or three thrones a seat yeah. so people were receiving the same materials for two or three thrones and I think this is why the game's got a lot more difficult um, but it is also kind of e- the e-com of, the, of everything has balanced out now because yeah, now people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. people know what things are worth and what you can sell it for and it's always a rough like things are getting more expensive but actually all seats are sitting about the same people have got more money but people aren't willing to spend like five hundred or six hundred thrones on a seat because they're not going to produce six hundred thrones worth of items because they buy it for six hundred, they now need to sell every item for seven thrones and they won't sell it for seven thrones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can totally uh, see like uh, like the economy, even at the lo- the lower levels of the game that we're playing economically, I can see that being uh crazy when the game first started. Because now you kind of come as a new player, you don't actually have to worry too much if you're like, oh I've got, you know, I want to sell this herb and you know most people will just tell you oh it's worth roughly this you know yeah because the game's been going along enough now that everyone knows roughly you know you get a good deal or a, or a worse deal depending on what side of the weekend you're on but it, that, that's the sign of some stability i imagine yeah, yeah. and it, it's also it's it's the whole e-com is fluctuated by pd mm-hmm. so pd could do something where they go cool yeah green iron everyone who's got green iron buy produces huge amounts of green iron this season or there was a battle and everyone who turned up with a military unit got given green iron yeah you know yeah um and 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 suddenly green iron is not worth anything yeah yeah you know but it's still worth something but it's not worth anything because there's three four times the amount of green iron on the field and everyone knows there's more green iron on the field yeah. so you can buy it really cheap yeah now you might be a trader and be like okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy loads of this green iron at towards the end of the event because I'm not going to spend my money on anything between events. And the next event, I might be able to sell it for what it normally goes for. Because, or you know, or I might hold on to it for two or three events. And I might buy it for this event for 11 rings, but I'm going to sell it for 15 rings in a couple of events. And this is how a lot of traders, they build up enough money, they build up 10, 15 thrones, they buy a, a, like what they can get cheap. And they'll like be like, right, I'm planning to sell that next event. Or I'm going to buy up loads of this. Or I know that or Wind of Fortune will come out, and I know that on Saturday in the evening, some uh, ambassador of wherever's turning up, and he's going to want loads of iridescent gloaming. So I'm going to buy loads of it on the Friday, yeah. try and get it really cheap, and then sell it right before when people want to bribe this guy with loads of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, you see these fluctuations on the field, and and yeah, it, it really is is one of those, and it. it if you're interested in the trading game at all it's it's, it's, it's too it likes the thing it's it's too like for, for me it's it's too much to be into all the different parts because that's the, the good yeah. thing about the game 
because it's like a microcosm for life i guess it's like you can't be an expert in everything you know it's just yeah. like you can't take focus so for like even just that type of thing like i'll get a load of stuff and i'll be like i don't know what that this is i don't know what it's worth and who wants it i prefer to just give it to a player like our yeah. seneschals or something which is the people in our houses that deal with money and things like that we have a shortage of seneschals by the way uh so if people want to come into dawn that are interested in trading please come uh so you can just give all that stuff and just be like sell that um so this yeah it works works differently with you guys because you all receive items and you'll just be like yeah sinecure we're a house and you're going to make money for the house as long as yeah. i've got some money to buy some little bits with yeah that's fine yeah um but here's all the items go sell it get a good profit mm-hmm. for us in league we i kind of did that a bit as a quartermaster. master is kind of something that came in my role yeah. but i'm trying to step yeah. away from it because i want to play politics game yeah or the the big trading game yeah and i've i've, I've done a little trading game i've now built myself up and i want to play the big trading game which is simple but complicated in the same aspect yeah, yeah. um because it's a lot more of convincing people to give you money or convincing senate to give you money yeah. and then having materials and building something and convincing someone that's what we want to build and stuff like that yeah yeah um whereas we don't pop anything in my group so the crimson reapers we all our own finances are our own personal finances so you might have gone to war and you might have come back loaded like a load of stuff yeah now we've got a trader in house and he's very good and you might go to him like what's this worth or he might come to me and be like, what's this worth? I'll give you a rough price of what you can probably get for it. Yeah. I'll give you a price that I'll buy it off you for, which is less than if you walk around the field. Yeah. Because you make money, you get instant cash in your pocket, and I've got something to sell. Mm. Um, and I can make, I don't know, two, one, two rings on per item. Um, and this is why I try and, when people come up to me and ask, how does the trading game work? I'm like, buy, but don't worry about only making a ring per item. Because... Yeah. If you buy 10 items and you sell 10 items, 10 rings, that's two drinks. Yeah, which is, to be honest... That's how, that's how I measure things. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah that's, that's all I do. Which would be quite fair. At a, at a festival, to, to, to having having that conversion is pretty pretty good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and oh, and that's people like, well, how, how, how did you make 50 thrones? Well, okay, well, I made 50 thrones by starting off with what I had, which was one throne. I then bought a load of items... I sold those items, and then I had one thrown in a crown, and then I did that again, and then I did that again. Um, and there's other things, like, so you don't have, you also the things people forget with trading gamers, you don't have to do that. That is one way of trading. Okay. What you could also do is go and find someone who wants something, right? I might want, I don't know, five measures of white granite. Mm-hmm. And I am willing to pay five thrones for per each one you know for each one yeah. and they go okay and i'm like all right i need those if you go and find me that i'll pay you a crown for going finding someone that has that on them at that price yeah you know and then as the in-between man you're like all right cool yeah i'll agree to be paid a crown to wander around the field and do what i'm doing anyway yeah, yeah. um and then i could be like i could even give you a promise that they're like yep i promise you this amount of money for these items and then you go okay i found someone will you give it to me for this promise note yeah no problem so then you give the promise note to that person they give you the items you go back give it to that guy and you just take the money across to him there you go you made some money yeah Yeah. um because that guy is too busy dealing with the senate i don't know he might be in senate he might be 
in in religious meetings he might be in in a number of things he hasn't got time to walk around the field and find someone and that's something you can then implement for them yeah or or even you know a lot there's a lot of people like us like to be honest like i've I've, i I don't really i don't do the trading game if i trade something i'm sure i could be like right i might find someone who wants this piece of um yeah green, green iron or something but you know what? I'd prefer to just quickly sell it to someone who's just going to give me some quick cash for it, and then I can go off and do the other thing that I want to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Well. There's lots of people like but, that you could take advantage of to get one ring, you know, like you said. Yeah, and what what you might also find is that you you guys build up and your nobles, suddenly you want to build a tawny field or you want to build a market, you know? Being nobles is a great thing to do. I, I built a market. I put this through Senate. I convinced people to build this. Now we need the items. Okay. Uh, sinecure. Um, you you do trading. We need these items. <laughs> that's literally what happens. Yeah, you know, that's, that's literally. And you happens. find these items for us, yeah. and they'll go yeah. off and talk to people. And and trading, you get to know lots of people. You get to know a lot of people yeah. who trade. You get a lot of know people who don't trade as well. Because you talk to everyone. You know, you might go. Up, you know, you might know some marches that produce a load of herbs, and they just want money for their herbs. And you see, so you go up to them, buy their herbs off them. You get a good relationship with them, and suddenly you're now learning about. You know, march your culture and what yeah. they're good at, and then influence. And then you might be like, "Oh no, we've got a we've got a, um, a skirmish, and we've only got like forty people who are ready to go do this Dornish skirmish." I know I can go ask my friends in the marches to come and give us a hand. You know, it's um, making connections, like, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. Like every single nation there, and there was like positive connections as well within the trading game. That is oh, massively, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people come and trade obviously one one good thing about the the system and i think there are there are rules for selling like food and things like that but obviously people will just make or or you know bring actual food to the event and yeah that's a kickstart in in trading right you know like you said it yeah. gives an excuse just to walk around the field and go so one of my favorite things is there is a secret tea shop i think in Arizona. Yes, and <laughs> I will you this. know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even find our own bathroom, Robin. How did you find a secret tea shop? What? <laughs> right, uh, I think it's not that secret. It's just called the secret tea shop. <laughs> called the secret tea shop. <laughs> yeah, God, you probably wouldn't find it. You'd be like, oh. and you go in and you're you're buying. They'll make you a, a mug of tea, or they'll make you a pot of tea, and it'll cost you some rings, right? And while you're sat in there, you're just relaxing, having a cup of tea. But people, people, that's their whole game. They want to sit in there and they want to talk and they want to, they want to run a little tea shop. And, and by you going in there and instead of buying these bag, basically boiled water and, and a tea bag for rings, you're like, I can have a really nice cup of tea and a slice of cake. And isn't this nice? Yeah. And, and they're going, cool. We made some in-game characters like money and we've like provided some service and we've had a great time because people pop drop in and have yeah. conversations with us. And we've done all this backroom dealing over here, which doesn't yeah. ever happen, honest. And all of a sudden, you've made connections that way. Yeah. And and it's amazing because there's literally, you can go have tea. You yeah. can, I know people who do massages on the field for in-game currency. I know people who run bars on the game field yeah. for in-game currency. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone turns up, it's like, oh, there's a big drinking culture. Yeah, there's a big drinking culture. But you can go buy pork rolls <laughs> yeah. you know yeah you, you can go buy sweets from kids who will is rob that you. Whole, like were you mentioning the 
the kids there as well. I mean, I wanted to make some money last time. I really wanted to make some money, but the, the, the trading game and the going around and everything, it wasn't quite for me. And I had other things to do when I was there. So I got a load of things and I befriended some of the kids in Dawn and I gave them all the stuff. I gave them a couple of my resources as well. I had some like green iron and stuff. And I was like, here, the lot of you are in the academy. I want you to decide the price, whatever, skim off the top, go have fun, you know? And it made me a fortune. And not only did they make me a fortune, they brought back information with them. And they were telling me all these things. And I felt like, you know, I felt like I was in Game of Thrones with my little birds going around the empire finding information. (laughs) So this is the thing. It's like, it's also really hard. Like, kids come up to me and they're like, do you want a bag of sweets? And I'm like, (laughs) no, but go on then. You know, and kids are, I'm not joking, probably the richest players on the field. Because oh, of the way yeah. their game works as well. Yeah. They, they go around their parents. They have little things to sell. They do little tasks at the academy. They learn the game. But most of them most of them have got upgraded uh, upgraded unit, like resources. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I, I know a kid who's got like a level seven resource. Um, <laughs> because they've been playing for a few years and they sell sweets. And then what do they do with their money? Well, they can't buy alcohol, which yeah. is what most adults do. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they go off and buy oh what do i i want to upgrade my resource okay what do i need for that i'll go buy that and someone's like oh, i'm normally selling it for like five throne five and a half thrones but kids asking okay yeah i can sell it to you for like five fine so they've suddenly got two of them for like 10 thrones rather than 11 thrones and and then they upgrade their resource it means they get more in their player get packet more, yeah yeah <laughs> and, and they work they literally work i hate to say it but they work as little cartels as well because they'll go around and they'll get a group of them and they'll all run off and they'll like not mug people, but effectively mug people and convince them to give them the money um, or whatever. Have we, have we told this story on the on? We've not told this story, we story on the stream. On, on uh, well, the... we might have told it on the stream, but I think I think it's relevant. Okay, well, do you want to tell this story because it's, it's very relevant and it's hilarious? So the one of the Shanishals in Don was sitting um sit was um was sitting with us and everything at our our campfire and one of the kids stole his um like his big warhammer and (laughs) ran off with it and he went after them and everything and they went we'll sell it back to you and he was like okay here's a crown they went no no bit more they got like two thrones off of him to sell him back his own weapon and they used that money to to go buy me a present. That's <laughs> nice. To buy me a present. And I'm sitting there and he's there with me when they come back with this little present from me. And I'm just like, oh, it's so yeah. cute. Thank you. That was the thing when we gave them this we when we gave them the stuff to sell, we were like, we we would like we we knew we didn't need to tell them anything because we they're so good at playing the game. And they were just like, oh yeah. yeah, we got you this. Oh, we left basically, oh, we left your profits on your on your little coffee stand and there was tons there and you're like you you had no not a thought crossed my mind of oh i wonder if they took something from themselves because you know they you know they they did yeah yeah but they were, they were wearing half the jewelry i mean <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those ones where they're, they're literally taught the trading game so young as well because they're like well if i buy that for that and i buy this for that then i've got enough of sweets yeah yeah, yeah. you want that pretty thing and you want to sell those things to get that pretty thing sure yeah, yeah. go for it Especially when um, a lot of the time they're, you know, you know, because you know, kids, they're they're like, can I have that? Can I have that? And they're totally told, no, no, no. And then you let them loose in a field, and they're like, yeah, you can totally go buy that if you go and do some trading. And they're like, okay, yeah, you can it. convince some people to give you money, you can have it. Yeah, 
and oh. they go oh, all right yeah yeah one of the things that they did I told, I don't, i've not mentioned this in stream but one of the things that a lot of the kids were doing which i thought that's genius they were going off into the woods and they were getting dry wood that people could burn and they were carrying them to everybody's camp yeah being like you know we'll have some wood for you you know if you want to pay for it and it's like <laughs> That, that is actually quite useful and <laughs> probably tree, could do with that. The but trees are 30 because, yards away as well. <laughs> <laughs> but because they ended up being like my friends, they were like, we bought you some wood, but it's free. They brought like half a tree. Like they dragged <laughs> this log and I'm like, how did you get that here? We can't physically burn it without setting fire to the field. But we're very grateful for this. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's amazing the ingenuity they have. And I think a lot of adults or new players need to look at see what the kids are doing and work out oh hang on a minute why are they doing that and kids are doing it because they want to make money and they want to buy sweets like generally speaking or they want to buy something nice for someone or they're generally really good at making money so if you want to make money in a field have a look at see what the kids are doing yeah because they're going to be far more um like in in the ingenuity they they use to, to come up with those ideas like as an adult do i want to go and pick up sticks to burn <laughs> uh, I'll do it if I have to but some kids come to me and like I've got a huge bundle like, of, of kindling Yeah. will you buy it off me for two crowns I'll be like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, going back to what you said about the like the, t- like the tea rooms and the mm. people doing the tea room you're like oh that's their game that is one good thing about uh, like the trading and empire and the way the system works is that that's uh, that is their game. It's not because you need a load of money to play the game, right? Would you agree with that? It's no, 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 not yeah. at all. You, you, I think, like I said to my friends, I've got friends who are fairly wealthy individuals, and I've got friends who literally, you know, have nothing, you know? Yeah. But they all can all play Empire. And I'm like, I talk to some friends of mine, and they're like, oh, I haven't got the money to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, I can lend you the kit, and your first ticket's going to be. 50 quid oh i can afford that yeah. okay and like they're suddenly going they're like okay well this music festival is going to cost me 400 pound yeah that i wanted to go to and i didn't get a ticket for it yeah so i'll go to empire and it will cost me and the whole weekend is going to cost you what 100 pounds yeah. yeah i mean um, yeah. if you're if you're on your own yeah you know yeah exactly i mean if that if, yeah i mean if you're smart about it you can do it really cheap but yeah and, it, and when you're there it's definitely yeah because i mean for the first event we went to i'm pretty sure we left uh in character uh flat broke because it, like you don't because it's not a lot of rings when you like on your first event that yeah. but it doesn't take you it took like by the end of e4 we were we were generating some and obviously you get because you haven't had a downtime yet either as well so you haven't decided yeah. what you you want to do with it but at no point were we like like there's not a load of people sitting in the field being like oh yeah i really want to access that part of the game or i need to make some in-character yeah. currency it it you can do pretty much everything without yeah exactly once, worry about once, it. once you've bought your ticket for the game you can access any any element of the game yeah it is really how you spend your xp not how much money you have yeah, exactly um okay don't get me wrong you get addicted to the hobby and then spend a fortune on a costume Oh, yeah. You don't have to, like you, 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 you can literally have a costume for fifty quid, yeah. and you can make stuff, or you can talk to other people. Um, I've got a friend called Daria. She makes amazing kit. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and um, she like she makes it so like we paid her to make Amy's kit. 
because we couldn't find anything to fit Amy and I can't sew. Um, and even that's like alteration. So I like, I, I broke some kit and there's someone in the field who can fix it and they'll fix it for in-game money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they'll be like, and I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sit down now. I'll just give you a quick stitch. I'll sew it up now. And that's five rings. It didn't cost me any real money. Like yeah. if I went to fix it, like I would really struggle to fix it myself. And if I try and find someone to fix it, how much is that going to cost me? You know, you look at other hobbies, you've got reenactment. It costs a fortune. Like really? it's okay. cheap. It's cheap to start, but it's then um, every, every time you want, you know, I want this thing it's 500 pounds. Okay. I want this thing It's 300 pounds. Okay. But with empire or with LARP in general, I think you can have a sword, a cloak, all your soft kit and some really nice kit for about 150 pounds. Mm. And then, and then from there it's, Oh, I don't need any more kit. I've got all the soft kit I need. I've got for one pair of trousers, I've got two white shirts, and I've got a cloak. Yeah. What more do you need? Yeah. You know? Um, and then from there you're like, okay, I've played a year in this. I've got 40 quid to spend. I want a pouch. Okay, I'll go look at pouches for 40 quid. Yeah. Or, you know, or you can go the other element where I want a custom made, I don't know, whatever, blah, 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 leather suit of Thing and I'm going to pay a thousand pounds. You yeah. can go that side with it, but realistically, real life, real life input is is very minimal. It's an initial outlay at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then after that, it really isn't that much. It's just a ticket to come along. Would you say that's the uh, case for like the league in particular? What What do you think the um, access is like kit wise to the league? Access for the league is, I'd say. I say the league's a little bit more difficult um, because like, it, it's fairly simple. You can have a basic a basic tunic mm-hmm. as long as it's got like stripes on it, um, and you can buy a pair of puffy pants off Amazon for about thirty quid. Yeah, yeah, they're quite common. You're done. Yeah, um, or you can buy like a, a plain black shirt or a plain coloured shirt. Doesn't matter what colour it is. Like plain white, plain green, plain red, and it's got like a slit in the front. And it's slightly ruffly, like Renaissance shirt. You yeah, can pick them up for 50, yeah. 50 30 pounds. Yeah. You can have some very, very basic kit mm-hmm. for your first event yeah. for 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. Um, and it'll get you through. Yeah. And you, I, um, I imagine there'll be like, so you so what, kind of like the masks? Are there people that, I'm, I'm assuming there are people that, there's plenty you, of people you, that make masks. There's plenty of people who make masks. Make you buy them on the field for fake money. But realistically, you, you can have a scrap piece of material that you tie around your face and that works as a mask. That's a mask, yeah. yeah. You know, you could go to the traders on the field, go to the leather traders, like, I need a mask. I haven't got money to spend on like massive amounts of money to buy a really nice one. Do you have yeah. any scrap leather mm-hmm. that I can fashion into a shape and tie around my face? Yeah. Done. Yeah. You could go to just the cheap, just the cheap mm-hmm. paper ones. If you don't have the funds or don't want, you know, you don't know, you don't want to spend out on your first event, you don't know if you're going to like it, and you, you've been told you need a mask, mm-hmm. go buy a cheap one from the Fantage, like from Tesco's. It's just paper and gold. That does it. That's fine. That'll do. It's you know? inspirational. You know, the, you're, the you're, yeah. yeah, your, your COVID mask, that works. Yeah. You know, you got a piece of fabric you want to tie around your nose, yeah. around there, that's a mask. Done. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you don't need to spend out getting loads and loads of fancy kit. Yeah, we we want to dispel this whole the the, the whole thing of because if if pe- basically if people are because they're obviously really just such interesting nations and we talk like talking yeah. people like yourself and the, like from the smaller nations. So speaking like yourself and speaking, we spoke to Kelly from the Imperial Orcs. Like we wanted to dispel that yeah. if people are you know that they, they don't look into the nation enough to go. Do I want to play it because they look at the like the kit and go. Oh no, I don't yeah. think I could do that. I might look at Wintermark and Navarre because they look like you know I can easily put a kit, bit of kit together. But everyone we spoke to has been like, no, it's not. It's not a case of these nations cost you fifty quid to get into, and these ones cost you a thousand pounds to get into. It's not the case. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I've played Empire a while now. I wanted some flash kit. I had personal funds to buy some flash kit, so I did. And I think the issue is yeah. a lot of people go through and they're like, Lee, what does League look like? Oh. That's a really good piece of league kit, but the guy spent five hundred pounds on this kit. Yeah. You know, yeah. or that's a really cool bit of league kit, but he spent, or she spent four five hundred pounds, or made it herself. Mm. You know, um, I had friends who come along to their first ever event at E One, and one of them is joining league, and they don't have mass amounts of spare cash, and she is making her leagueish dress out of a bed set. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. I, I had people come to the Reapers Ball who were Dornish and they made their dress and his jacket out of a pair of curtains. Yeah. I was about you to know? say curtains for Dornish things are quite yeah. common because the bro- thick, heavy brocade curtains are just the perfect oh, fabric for yeah. making that. Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing that, that fabric will also work for leak. It just needs to be cut into a different shape. Yeah. Um, and most of, most of the templates you can find online for free. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you're if you're nifty with a with needle and thread, you can fashion one of these together pretty simply. And if you touch your first event and be like, "I really hate this," you know, "I really hate what I'm wearing," then you can adapt it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, there's also the great thing on the field as well. If your character dies, you can go to Dash Shop and and trade in your kit and for a little bit of money get new kit. You know, and I she'll do a trade that. system. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So say, I don't know, say I had like a load of metal pots and pans mm-hmm. and I was like, I brought them along, but I'm just not going to use them. I can go to Dash Shop like, do you want, how much will you give me for these? And she'll give you some money for them or you can look through her rails and she'll give you something for them or you can like swap and be like, oh, I really like this tunic. I, she goes, mm, yeah, that's priced like 25. I'm going to give 20 to Fiverr. And you're like, yeah, okay. So, you know, yeah. there's that on the field as well. I mean, the, I think the worst thing that I could happen to me at the moment is my character would die because I spent a lot of money on kit for League and my kit's really recognisable for this one character. Yes. So if I died, it just wouldn't be able to be used in this system again. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, we're, um, yeah, we're at the stage, I, obviously, we're putting a bit of money into kit and things like that. And then you're like, you do, you sit now you're like, oh, yeah, we've got, I've got this plan, this plan, and I'm going to like premiere it at E1. I'm like, what if I die on the Saturday morning? <laughs> it's gonna suck with yeah, this exactly, individualistic right? kit, and I'm like, oh, that would suck so badly. Um, which is why, I mean, the game I play anyway kind of tends for me to not go on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, and I effectively ballroom. I dress really fancy, and I go talk to people, and I have a good weekend. And that's perfectly fine to do as well. If you have social anxieties about sitting around with people wailing weapons at each other, you don't have to go. Like, just don't go. Like, it's it's really simple. Um, I, I would highly recommend trying it once. Yeah. But if you have an issue, just leave. Just walk off. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have to do something you're not enjoying. No. Yeah. Um, no one's going to make like, you. 
Yeah, exactly. There's no no reason at all why you have to do anything at Empire you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, I think the best one I ever heard was if you sat in a really boring meeting and you don't want to be sat in it, count to three and on three flip the table and walk out. You know? <laughs> um, because... don't, don't, don't say that to Godric in character, please. <laughs> Godric, yeah, Godric, I mean, I don't know, Godric at a meeting is, gonna, is a bit like anyway so <laughs> what am i doing but, here? <laughs> but it is really one of those it's like you it's not work you don't have to be here i personally like sitting in boring meetings about money and being like convincing people to give me money to build things that's what i personally really like doing uh my partner hates it she doesn't go on the battlefield she likes doing a few little trades making some potions for people selling potions like but like quantities of potions like 40 potions at a time yeah oh nice. and okay. Um, and then going around the tea shops and seeing people and generally chatting. She doesn't like the battles and she doesn't like the meetings, but she still enjoys Empire. Yeah. yeah. But one of the best things about it is that even though some of the, for me anyway, some of the stuff I'm not interested in, I'm so glad it's there because it makes, it creates immersion. The more people oh, that yeah, are there totally. doing all their different things, the more immersive it is. And you wouldn't really want it to be like, you know, you, you wouldn't want it to, because that, that's that's what people are afraid of sometimes. That's, I, I, that's kind of what yeah. I, my impression of LARP, um, unfortunately, when I was younger was, and it's probably due to someone who did do it and used to tell stories, and I'm sure it was fine, but it, it came across as a bit of a, oh, it's it's a lads club that we go and dress up in chainmail and just go full ham at each other over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and you can see that's not that's not inclusive for a lot of people. No, not at all. No. So this, this is the thing. So when it came to... So... Talking about the Reaper's Ball, we ran an event called the Reaper's Ball. It was the first one we'd ever done. Um, one of the things we wanted to do was make it as inclusive as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be as immersive. We want to have atmosphere. But that, that comes with people coming along. You know, you get a bunch of people in the room. It can either be dead or it can be full of atmosphere. Um, and sometimes it just needs a bit of encouragement. Um, school disco. <laughs> well, yeah, take the school disco, right? What realistically, what is the difference between a school disco? And going clubbing, yeah, it's... you know, <laughs> realistically, it's the same thing, yes. but with different people there. Yeah, yeah, um, it's the same thing with with LARP events. You can, you can, I could put on a ball and it, it'd be dead, and no one's talk to each other. Or you could put on a ball and cause drama, and 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 then everyone wants to talk to you. Everyone says about how great the atmosphere is, and we really enjoyed. Everyone liked it. But one of the things we wanted to do was make sure there was something there for everyone. Mm -hmm. So like, we had an auction. So people who could spend money, wanted to spend money, and they could outbid their mates and mm -hmm. like yell abuse at each other. That was perfectly fine. We had, um, we had a dueling uh, system, which didn't just have physical fighting in it. Okay. So okay. you could physically duel someone. You uh -huh. want to fight that person? You fight that person. You beat them, you win a ribbon. Right? Mm -hmm. Everyone who wants to duel has three ribbons to start with. It's like three lives. When you lose, you hand over a ribbon and win against the ribbon. So you either lose a ribbon or you gain a ribbon. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> say you're on your last ribbon and you have you lose, you give your ribbon across. Well, there's people out there with red ribbons. And that red ribbon, you know, I'm watching. I'm like, you did really well. And I like that you did this thing. I can give my red ribbon to you. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Like a, that was a really nice thing to do. And that's very leaky right yeah what we also did is we also had effectively a roast off so <laughs> you didn't have to co <laughs> combat you could stand there and like 
belittle the person in front of you in a friendly, in-character way. Um, and they can belittle you back, and then the judge would say who won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you didn't have to fight. You know, like it gave you other options. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking, we're looking at running another event uh, so next your, year. So that was your first, This is the first time the Reapers Ball has run. Then, yeah. yeah. So this is the first time the Reapers oh, wow. Ball has ever run. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking at running another one next year and going into all the things that go with the event planning for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason we're doing that is because of the amount of people who've come to us and said, you are running another one, right? We really enjoyed it. We that want to come a, back. That's a good we story. were friends who want to come. Yeah, um, yeah we saw like, the photos. We were counting on you running another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we were like, oh, I want to go that one next year. That's the thing. With that, when we, next year. Yeah, when you, when you miss it, because there's so many cool player events, and then you, you, you yeah. look at them, and then you're like, oh, that would, everyone looked like they had a blast there, so we'll try yeah, and go so next year. You know? We've we've kind of listened to everyone's um, thoughts on it and we've gone right. Okay. Yep. We can do better in those elements. And one of the things we need to do better on is we need to make sure there is more things for um, everyone, more accessible things, more things for uh, femme presenting people, Um, not because they don't want to fight, but because generally speaking, they're the ones who don't want to wail into each other. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to fight either. So, we're looking at doing more activities. We didn't have any dancing this year. Um, we're looking at maybe put on dancing next year. We're looking at we're looking at a lot of different things. Dancing would we'll, be amazing. Like is dancing. It was, the was issue that we found venue was that a venue issue or uh, it was partly a venue issue. It was a partly music issue. Um, and yeah, there's a few things that came together with it that ended up not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also didn't want to be like other player events. So you've got, there's other player events that they'll host people and they have them on a microphone and they'll be teaching you dances. And it's not really what the Reapers are about. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So it's one of those ones where we're looking at how we can improve for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to open one of these blinds because it's getting very dark now. <laughs> the sun is setting. Yeah. winter time in the uk right that's a bit better cool oh, see. <laughs> yeah um but you yeah, know so the, the we thank everyone for coming to the ball it was absolutely amazing you um you say that we created a great atmosphere you're wrong you guys created the great atmosphere um because without you guys turning up it would just be a bunch of us reapers in a room getting sad and drinking yeah um yeah. I, I mean i bet it i bet it must be like nerve-wracking because like you say you you know it's not going to happen because everyone especially when you're you're putting on an event for it's not just random members of the public it's people that you know know how to role play and you know they yeah. play the same game so it's it's pretty unlikely they're all going to get into the room and be like oh what is there's nothing to do but it still must be quite like oh i hope <laughs> yeah exactly so it's, it's one of those ones where we're like right cool getting a venue is easy mm-hmm. then going Right now, I've got a venue. What are we gonna do? What now? What, yeah. What now? You know. Yeah. Oh, we we should have music. Okay. We should have fighting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that still cuts out a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's thing is what 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 they can have when when you run because there's some people that looks like not that I've been to a player event because but sometimes it looks like people run just like a mini a mini empire like they run a mini yeah. level so it's just like they have all the nations. Uh, and they have all the same things they have there. They have like little skirmishes. They have 
you know, little songs and stories and things like that. But I guess if you're doing something that's very focused on League and specifically your cartel, it's kind yeah. of difficult to make something so broad, I imagine, that wouldn't make it, you know, just water it down and be like, oh, we're exactly. the Empire again. So for us, we turn around and go, effectively, we're going to play a parlor game. Um, we're going to find a nice venue. What's the reason of being there? Okay, we've just built as Reapers, the uh, Reapers Repose, which is a sinecure, mm-hmm. uh, which is a spa and a, like, a health hotel recovery place. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's going to be finished at E1, uh, just before E1. Let's host a celebration for the building of this yeah. thing that I built. Um, and we're going to have, it's it's a ball, but it's basically a party saying, look, well done, look, we're building this thing. Yeah. Come on, all our mates from across the empire, come come to Temeshwar and come see the construction. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can build a storyline around that as well. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it is like we started the event, we got everyone in, we uh, got a minute, like we said, you know, come from two, time in will be yeah. 3.30, 4 o'clock. And everyone's like, oh, you're going to announce time in? And we're like, we are going to announce it, but we're not going to announce it as, look, time in, everyone is time in now, stop yeah. playing. Like, I don't like that. Um, and I took elements from other games I played from DC that I mentioned earlier. And we were like, right, okay. So we, we slowly filtered people into the main room and then we walked in as Reapers. And then I took literally went behind behind a table and took a chair. And it was like bang, 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 until everyone went quiet. And by the time you get to three and like the fourth one, everyone's quiet. And it was like, right, welcome to the Reapers Repose. This is what we're this is why you're here. Go have fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best was, way of getting into role play. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those ones where I've been to other player events where they're like, "Okay, it's three thirty. It's time in now." That's and I'm like, "Could right." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Right, I'm now gonna get my head into the space where if someone yeah. just sets the scene for you and goes, right, cool. This is why yeah. we're here. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. There's food at this time. There's an auction at this time. Go into there. There's a musician. I think we we didn't like oh we didn't do like oh timeouts at twelve. We were like." We'll be running until about midnight. If you want to stay a little bit longer, feel free to stay a little bit longer. If you want to leave early, then, then bugger off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like up to you. You do what you want. And it was just like imprinting the Reapers onto the event. Yeah. Um, and then everyone can just play from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you probably want to. I mean, that, I mean, that's what I would like if I were to go to a player event. I, w- I would want a. Fair enough. You might you might want oh well just a mini because you're missing Empire and you're like I want to go to another mini kind of anvil that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. But I would really like, especially if you're if you've got enough people of interest, right? Where you've got enough people that are going to be interested. Like I would I would prefer to have a, a load of player events and be like, oh this one's high guard centric and this one's uh yeah this one's the way centric or this or this one's uh this one's the league centric you know that'll be fun yeah. i'm interested in that yeah. that part of the game or this one's Nevada, this one's you know to do with sale or something you know that's, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i think i think what you'll find at these these small events which you're saying like league centric mm-hmm. is you get a lot of like empires only like two and a half days it's like friday yeah. night saturday and half sunday you know yeah. so you're two short days and long days a long time to like discussing stuff and the last event was in september yeah. and you're like okay cool so you can send you can send mail to each other you can send letters correspondence but actually what if you don't in character know someone you know and they're going to go to that they're going to go to that player event over there and and, and actually you're going to go to that player because it looks interesting well you can talk politics and intrigue and a little bit of business and 
And you've got at nowhere else to be, really, have you? That's yeah. the thing. Exactly. Like, oh, we were here to just talk, you know? Um, exactly. You you don't need to. You, 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 it gives you an opportunity to see people and meet people that you wouldn't necessarily meet in the field. Like, there's people I met at the Reapers of Repose, and I'm sure there's people who will be at the Little Mother's Ball that I will never have a chance to talk to in the field. Like, I have no reason to go to the camp. They're a fighty, fighty, whatever person who's looking at getting into something. When I'm I'm, I'm a merchant slash, you know, senator slash politics building game person. And I have no reason to talk to you, you know, unless you're going to hire us for extortionate amounts of money. No point me talking to you. Um, And it's not because I don't want to talk to you. Do feel free to come up to me and talk to me in the field. It'd be great. Um, it's just I, I don't have any character reason to do so. Because you can't force um, it, you know. We, we've exactly, yeah. We've got so many friends that I mean, we have friends. Any, we have friends anyway that you know in 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 dawn that we we talk to before time in, and then during time in, we just we don't see sight nor sound of them. And then time out yeah. comes, and then they're there again in the morning, like hey. Um, and then we've made friends like through doing this, and we're like, oh, we'll catch you on the field. And I know already that unless because you can't force game, can you? Unless no, exactly. Unless there's a reason right. for me to go up to you, Will. There's there's no way out in character, and, and you know there's no way I could force. Oh, I'm going to try and find Will's character this weekend. No, it doesn't work like exactly. That, and yeah. and this is the thing. I think a lot of people um, people have tried doing that, and they come up to the camp and like, where's Lachlan? And they're like, oh yeah, he's not here. At the moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's out there doing whatever he does yeah and and yeah and i'll pop back into the i mean i mean i see my partner like maybe four times over the weekend yeah like oh, for like 20 minutes at a time yeah. and you know and i love her dearly yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like but but i just i just never see her on the field yeah because... you just got a different game right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's um, one thing my... robin and i did was we we made sure we had the same game you know so we would you know just as we were easing ourselves into it you know, we're just fortunate enough that we, you know, coming into the game fresh, though, at least we had each yeah. other to be like, oh, you know, because we always had in our heads, you know, well, if we're not enjoying this part of the game, at least we, we can hang out with each other, you know, yeah. which didn't happen <laughs> at all, you know, it's, we, we yeah. love the game and now we are separating, but because our games are so heavily entwined, we just so happen to do the same things together. Yeah, we both yeah. became very combat heavy and we're both, you know, frontline combat people and that was just by chance because we didn't expect that to happen and it just so just happened yeah. to, to to come but yeah like i said there's now other parts of the game that we you know can go off and do our own things and everything and it's just it's just what happens because the game do you find the game sort of just finds you the parts of the game that um you become interested in just you know finds you in that sort of way yeah exactly i think i, I don't know quite what happened at the last event but i went from being just this trader and getting into politics to everyone wanting my attention and I'd be, I'd be walking past and people would be like, oh, I've got this great idea, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh-huh, yep, that's that's a great idea. It's not something I'm interested in at the moment. And I walk like 200 yards and someone else wants to talk to me. I, I don't quite know what happened. Um, I don't know what happened going from, like just this person that people can like get stuff from to yeah. now people want want to ask me questions. And I, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Yeah. But it was a, diff- it was a silent game I never thought I'd be getting into. I never thought people would be like, that guy over there who wears all the gold and black and part of the Crimson Reapers. Yeah, he fixes issues. And I'm going to go talk to him because I want his advice. And I'm like, I've only been playing eight games. I don't really know anything. Yeah, <laughs> you, do. you, get, you get notoriety. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. I think one thing they... So that 
there, there was something it was at the old east garden robin where they had us running around doing all the yeah uh, yeah garden. get getting there's a there's a few like tasks that people give um new players one of the one that really works is like a messenger service talking about trading early like running a messenger yeah. service is good because you get to go up to people and just quickly give them a message and you get to have game but the way that all these garden worked it was designed for new players to obviously give them a tour of anvil get them engaged in game but it was like you had to get something from people and it was clues but it was people with hats and i think that's becoming a problem because not that people with hats don't want to talk to new players is because they have so much going on and not just people yeah. with hats, lots of people down. And I've spent an entire like four or five hours of my of my weekend trying to track down like one senator or one general. And then you finally yeah. find them and they haven't got time to speak to you. And it's not it's not they're, they're not being rude. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm literally just going off to do that. And, you know, I'm trying to do this in my weekend. So, yeah, something I've found is. I, I love creating games for people. I love I love giving people stupid tasks because you know. I mean, um, I polished up a load of armor before a game for someone because they wanted it to be really shiny. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, no problem. Um, brought it to the event for them, and then I needed to get to them on the field. But we're in time in. I'm not going to carry a load of armor across a field. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I just went right. I need two people, and they went all right. Okay, I'm like, you can carry this crap to this person, and they're like. Right. Okay. Where Where are they? Somewhere in dawn. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. Go find them. And th but that's really good game because what? even if it is someone that has stuff to do, there's no, you know, you're not. They're not coming up to them being like, "Oh yeah, can I ask you about this?" They're coming and being like, "Oh, I have this for you," and they're like, "Oh, this is for me. Thank you." You know. Yeah. And, and suddenly they know them. that. Yeah, and they suddenly know that person. They're like, right. So this wealth person, wealthy person, has paid me some money to go deliver something to this person. Why? Why does this person know this person? You know, um, and then and then they can like come back and they can talk to you like, so who's that? And you're like, oh, so that's such and such and such and such. They're they're of the Rondell family and they're intriguing these politics things and it's good to know them for these reasons. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, so they suddenly know someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without having to bother them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and those little little bits and pieces as well it doesn't take long like you said you've only been playing for like you know eight eight seasons or whatever and, and even for yeah. us like it didn't take us long at all because you pick up those little bits of information those little tiny pieces of game and then all of a sudden a new player at your third event comes up and goes oh i'm looking for this and you're like oh yeah they're there that's such and such yeah. that's such and such oh where do yeah. i find that oh it's down here and you're like hey, hang on i'm not a, i'm not a newbie anymore <laughs> yeah exactly I, and i really think your first game is like you get dropped in a city with amnesia you've got a clue what's going on yeah right you, you can read the wiki as much as you want it doesn't matter yeah your first game everything's alien you haven't got a clue what's going on you got weird currency that you're not entirely sure what you can do you got some weird items you're not entirely sure what you can do with them yeah. and you just kind of got to ask questions and work it out your second game you know like this much you're like cool with this currency i can do these things and with these items i can do these things and there's a common scam where people try and convince me to give my stuff to them yes um yeah and 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 actually, I'm interested in fighting. I know I can go and find this area that has this information on fighting. Yeah. And by your third game, you're going, cool, so yeah, money is sorted. That's that's over there. Items sorted. That's over there. Um, military stuff. Yeah, cool. I'm still enjoying that. That's over there. And someone comes up to you and, like, and you like, you settle down and someone's like, oh, where do I find the information for the skirmishes? And you're like, yeah, it's, it's just over there, mate. It's yeah. always over there. That's where it lives. And then you're there like, oh, great. And you're going, oh, mate, that was me like two games ago. I was yeah. doing 
that was a quick and if someone comes to you and they still do now they'll be like do you know the ambassador of this person and you're like um no and that's someone i should know and i don't know who that is <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'll tell you what yeah it's, it's every now and again someone will go, go oh do you know how such and such usually they've just pronounced it wrong when you're like relieved but sometimes they're like, oh do you know how such and such and i'm like no, but I feel like I should at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And then I think the, the one I had was someone else who was like, do you know who the Imperial War Mage is? And I'm like, they're yours any. <laughs> That's the thing. You can always point people in that, you, like, you know, if, if you don't know something, it doesn't take yeah. long to be like, oh, I'll tell you who will know, though, if you go into that tent and you ask that person. Which again yeah, exactly. Is, again, is generating game. Yeah, That's so clever with, like, the art, the, like, you know, doing the thing the armor that's that's like big and clever yeah. i think to to give people game in that way i might have to actually think of something like that well, for us a, to do like, it. i mean the, the way that um i met a lot of people when it came to like doing like, the love stories wasn't because i was going up to chat to people about it because i kept getting lost and the amount is he stopping to ask for directions constantly i met so many people because they were like oh so why are you heading to Varushka? And I'd be like, oh, I'm doing this. And the amount of times they were like, I know a story. Do you want to come and hear one from me? And I'd be like, yes, I do. Let's go do that. And yeah, you just exactly, met all right? those new people and these new connections that you wouldn't have known before. Yeah, I think there's, again, one thing something good we do in League. We do uh, right at the beginning of the event. And I, I'm going to kick myself because I can't remember the name of it. But the Egregore comes together and they, like, it's... Um, something of the masquerade. So something of the masquerade. Bobotons Bo masquerade, something like that. Anyway, it's right at the yeah. beginning of the event on the mm -hmm. Friday, mm -hmm. and yeah. you, it's like it's six o'clock or mm -hmm. seven o'clock. They all come together, and everyone, like all the members of league, come there, and you have all the new players. This is where you go at this time in league, okay? And then you have the egregore and be like, right, so uh, we need a bravo. Which bravo will come out here and tell us about being a bravo? what's so great about it you know and a bravo will be like yeah i'm a bravo and i do this this and this and then be like okay who's a merchant prince which merchant prince will come out here and boast about their escapades oh you know? so good um and then they'll be like and then but like the rest of us are like heckling that person as well <laughs> right yeah. so so that like some merchant prince will go out there and i don't know say it was a seawolf because we've got we've got a friendly rivalry with seawolves the seawolf will go out there and be like yeah, I'm the merchant prince of the I'm the prince of the seawolves and we're the best, blah blah blah. And we're like, yeah, but there's none of you and you all suck. And um <laughs> and they go, that's not true, I'm great because of these reasons. And then you know, and then someone will go out and they're like, I'm a kicker bear and I get paid more than anyone. I do this, this, and this. Yes, and yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and it's a really good way to like everyone just like gets everyone to because there's people in the league I don't know, and I get to know them because of that. Um and the um and yeah, it's great because all the new players suddenly get introduced to all of us just heckling each other. Yeah. And it's a really leaguey thing to be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm better than you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, you might be a Bravo, but I can pay my Bravo more than you get paid, you know? <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, uh, that's kind of going back to like the whole, the, the different experiences in the different nations. Because I know, I think we're one of the only, we're probably, we might only be the only one that doesn't have any, we don't have any meetings whatsoever. Like we don't have it because I know the, the marchers have like their musters. I think. Yeah, they've got musters. Yeah. You've got the moot in Wintermark. Yeah, there's and like you've got national standing, like, is it? 
yeah yeah in the bar and we've we've talked about because i think we talked about the podcast like before e three after e three or something and i was like oh yeah i'm jealous that we don't you know we don't have that blah 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 and then there was there was a few people online being like we should have this in dawn but honestly it's literally we're actually fighting against i found out we're actually fighting against the brief to be honest because like i've said yeah in this episode like we are such an individualistic nation that everybody and you do get an introduction in that way as well sort oh, of yeah um, because when timing comes for us, it's literally like everyone is just go, 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 doing their own thing. This is a th- you know? I think this is interesting as well, because leagues are very individual. Like, mm-hmm. my money's made because I worked and I made my money. Yeah. My group's money because we worked hard, we made our money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, screw everyone else. I worked hard, I did this. And it's very much, very powerful. I, I built a thing. I went out, I got all my money, I got the resources, and I built the Reaper's Repose. Yeah. And yeah, the Senate didn't even give me any money for it. Screw them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look how good I am. Yeah. Um, but it then comes down to there's the individual thing, which is kind of like Dawn. Yeah. Then you've got this the next bit, which is your group. So cool. Our group, we're all loyal to each other. And yeah. we, we have rivals with the Seawolves. They're also in Temeshwar, and we're rivals with them. But tell you what, someone from outside of Temeshwar comes and has a go at Seawolves. No, 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 no. They're our mates. They're from Temeshwar yeah. as well. Who do you think you are? You know, yeah. So but, we work together to fight yeah, someone else. So think, it's like, it's like me and my brother, me against my brother, me and my brother against my cousin, and then me and my brother and my cousin against everyone else. Everyone else, yes. Yeah. And that's that's league in a whole. Yeah. Like uh, quite a lot if, of nations have that type of, thing. and then obviously it scales up to like imperial levels, you know, because it's yeah. just like, then it becomes oh, it's the empire versus everyone, you know. So I think you, yeah, I think they they they've purposely built that into the system that you have those. Well, it's, it's what we it's what we most people live as anyway in every day-to-day life you know you've yeah. got your, your own family group like you just said with your example there and then you've got you know the town that you live in and then you've got bigger places against your town and then you go up to the country and so on and then before you you get that same sort of feeling um yeah i think it's all the way up to england's better than france because screws french yeah yeah Yeah. sorry if we we ever get invaded by aliens it's the one and only time the entire world will be like well we're from earth aren't we so (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um but i think like the the league particularly live and breathe that ethos Mm. right yeah um where I don't really see it in Wintermark. I don't really see it in the bar. The marches aren't really that either. They're like, hang on, we're all marches and you're coming against us. Well, we'll go against you. Well, yeah, but the individual groups and in marches don't fight amongst each other. Yeah. You know, I and th- I think that that's very much a league bravo yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's not, I would say it's not indoor. We have our houses, which are our family. But the, the, but the thing is, is that when I say like individualistic, I mean, there are, there are people vying for the same kind of thing, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah. it's like, you, you go and talk to any kind of Dornish knight, they'll tell you that, you know, they're the best Dornish knight on the field. And that this is how, this is how Dorn should do things. And then you go and talk to another Dornish knight in a different house and it's, they'll tell you the same story from their point of view, you know? And yeah. We kind of jump the step because we're all, and that's what's good about that's That's what, that's the flavor of the nation is because it's supposed to be a little bit like game of Thrones and things like that. It's a little bit, yeah. you know, this, this house is very different, like personality wise to this house. And then it's only really on the battlefield that we look like one unit. And but apart from that, yeah. we're not really. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, but with I think that's the thing with the league, league is we've got the national block. And there's hardly anyone in the national block. But like the national block's really small because we're all mercenaries. We'll yeah. go elsewhere. Yeah, go elsewhere. Um, oh, okay. So like actual fight force wise, the league's not very big. Mm. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I remember you were saying that at the start. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So the, the, yeah, that's what I was kind of like. Uh, 
that's quite what I asked the question earlier about like new players. Like, I mean, could could you imagine? Could you imagine like a massive influx of players in like the league? And it's probably probably it's probably not going to happen. But I mean, that that would probably change the dynamic of the whole mercenary thing completely, especially military council. I imagine. I don't think it will. No. I think I think if you turn around and said league is going to double in size, we're going to have four hundred players at the next event. Dynamic wise, I don't think it would because you've still got those established groups, you've still got the established players. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it's not like E1 where everyone's trying to work out what's going on. Oh, we need a we need a we need a senator for this, throw them in it, you know. Um this is this is established now. So okay, cool. Say we double in size and there's there's two hundred more people. Cool. So they form another, say, ten groups of yeah. twenty people. They're still vying for everything else. You know, they've still got to learn like well, I'm still holding the, the, this position and, and the Senate is still holding that position and we're still going to vote for him. Yeah. yeah, someone else might get in, in power, but actually are the people who are there going to know that they need to vote for him because they've got this piece of paper and, you know, and then you just get someone go, yeah, if you give me a piece of paper, I'll give you some coin, you know? And they're like, yeah, okay. It means nothing to me. It's it's uh, um, it's it's funny you say that because like we, we've seen it, we've seen it definitely in our nation but as like new players coming in last year and then like being in the community with other new players that started and they'll say online i'm going for that seat i'm going for that seat and they don't play out that way because the person the the people that have already been there know how the game works and they're like yeah well you know yeah cool yeah you know you can step up that's what the game is about you can step up yeah. But people are going to have to vote for you, or you're going to have to win that tournament. Or <laughs> yeah, so I think this is the thing. So my my second my second event I was in Holberg, mm-hmm. and at the time I've moved I've moved city now, so I'm now in Temeswa. Um But at the time I was in Holberg, and I was like, tell you what, this whole Senate thing, why don't I run for it? I'm a newbie, I don't know anything. I'm still going to stand in front of him and be like, yeah, I'm going to run for this, and this is who I am, and this is what I believe. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, but you're not established. And I'm like, it's fine. I can ask all of you for advice. If you vote for me, your opinion will be heard more than you vote for them. Because I'm going to come to you and ask, hang on up, just vote on this thing. What would you think? Where they know what's going on, you know? And they were like, oh, I didn't win. Don't get me wrong. I did not win. I, I think I got three votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to the end and went, all right, I know I'm not going to win. But league buying votes is a big thing. I got three votes given to me. And I'm like, tell you what. I'll sell you my votes and I'll nice. show you'll win. Nice. And I just stole my votes from one of the other senators. Yes. Um, oh, that's yeah, which is, pretty cool. Which is a massive, massive thing to happen in the league mm-hmm. is selling your votes. It's like, why should I vote for you? Well, I'm going to pay you more than everyone else. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, though. Because only business owners can, can vote in the league. Yeah. You know, you have to have a business to vote yeah. and there isn't that many business owners in the league. There's enough. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to go out there and got everyone to vote, you'd probably get, I think you'd probably get 200, 300 votes for, an, for a league seat. Okay. But that's across okay. the four cities. Yeah. I think, I think we, like, last Temeshwar vote, the winner had like 56 votes and the loser had like 30, you know? Yeah. And that's basically because everyone changed to a business to, to vote, mm. you know? But it doesn't generally happen. Um, you know, winners will win on thirty votes or forty votes. Sometimes winners win on a hundred votes. It 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 really really is like dependent on the on the on the game. I abs- I absolutely love that. I, I love the 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 way like just even the way the politics works all in all the different nations of how everyone mm. 
figures out their senators and things like that and it's all it's all different and some people do it on like yeah you have to have a business you have to do that some people do it literally just on a oh we're, we're gonna just vote in the 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 the, the most you know the, the wisest person in the striding or whatever you know i don't know how the yeah i was just doing an yeah. example you know they've all got different and they all you know they, it's it's i think that's um incredible and like you say if if you were to switch over nations you're going to get a completely different going to get a completely different experience you know oh yeah massively yeah. massively different and this is the thing everyone's like well, what will happen when you die and i'm like i don't know um i have ideas of what i might do for a next character mm -hmm. i might stay in league I might move to Varushka. I might move to Wintermark. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the great thing about the Empire is, or Empire as a game, is, is that I can I can sit here now and be like, I'm going to play this game for a while and I'm going to give my character a really cool death and a really cool story. Yeah. And then I'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's one of the, it, is, it really is one of the, the better parts. Because I, I don't, I haven't really thought at all what I would do Things I know it's going to happen, and also it's part of the game that I want to experience. I want to die at some point. I don't know when, but you know, it's, yeah. it's part of the game I do want to experience. There's going to come a time where I will, but I don't like to because I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying my character. I'm enjoying my nation. I'm enjoying being invested in my nation. So what, why would I spend like I don't know. I know people enjoy it, but for me, I'm like, why would I spend bandwidth like worrying? Oh, when I die, I'm going to have this ready. I'm going to have that ready, and like oh, I'm just going to yeah. Throw myself into see it. what happens yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we we've we've learned we've learned uh, plenty about the leagues the leagues definitely on the on on the on the radar now um we are over time people so um we are thank you very much for joining us will you've been very uh, very informative and i'm excited i'm excited to see what the 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 reapers uh crimson reapers get up to uh in the next in the next summit <laughs> yeah thank you so much they will be up to some sort of trouble and mayhem because they always are but yeah do come and see us because um even if it's before time in, just kind of like, hey, yeah, cool, awesome. Um, yeah, like like we're trying to say, we are a big group, we're a established group, but we love new players, we love creating games. So, like, yeah. if anyone is like lost for for, for for game and you don't know what's going on, you want to try and do something, come talk to us because you'll find one of us and we'll probably help you. Wonderful, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Right, we'll say goodbye to the podcast, folks. Right, we love you and stay safe. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us. If the league is something that interests you or if LARPing is something that interests you, let us know down in the comments. Make sure that you follow and subscribe so you know when the next episode is posted. You can also go and check out some of the Empire LARP focused episodes that we have done over here. But until next time, we love you and stay safe.